How about that back to school, huh? Oh, yeah. The kids are back. Back they in have town to Places school. to go. And those places are not on Twitch. That's correct. Me and Wooly were just talking, we're just chatting. I was like, what happened to the views this week? It's like, oh. Motherfuckers are the learning. The chitlins have gone back to learn. They be uh, learning. To wear their goddamn masks. That's what they learn now. Also, um, that would explain why some of the things going viral are like teachers being like, man, fuck homework. Yeah. You see that? Uh, as long as that's all that goes viral, am I right? Yeah. Am I, hey. No, this the, there's this this video of a teacher basically being like, hey, you know, students have shit to do. Some of them work. Some of them, like, cook for their for siblings. Some of them are, like, doing all kinds of stuff and having lives. So I don't like giving homework because I want them to uh, be kids. And then the most... Uh, uh, the thing that emulates real life is you come to school like a job, you do the work there, and then you leave it behind you. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty interesting. Cause but, but Wooly, most jobs now want you to take your work home. Yes. Yes. Think about I, it. But I'm just thinking, like, I saw that, um, I saw that, that video, and I was immediately reminded of the teachers I have that almost like almost got into physical fist fights with kids for not doing their homework. And I just, I can't comprehend the two existing because like I grew up in a world where like I had, there's a, there's a fucking lady. We had my grade six teacher, miss, uh, I'm not going to fucking blow names. Miss whatever. But (laughs) a story is always better when you put a name behind it. Um, Let's just call her Miss Sheila. That's not her name. But she would get so close to your face when she yelled at you that, like, not only were you bathing in spit particles, but it was that volume that would hurt your ears right up in your face type of thing. And, like, by any metric nowadays, that would have been fucking abusive. Like, absolutely Uh a no-go. But... Uh, she just didn't give a fuck, and uh, she clearly had been around too long. She'd been through the ringer. She hates her job, but she's gonna ride it out till her she corpse. Hates the kids. Yeah, she's gonna ride it out till her corpse is found, correcting one day. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, for all we know, there's a dead man switch connected to uh, uh, <laughs> the fucking school, so that she could let it light it all on fire when she goes. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, she would watch people come in and like I remember when my friend Cedric uh literally had a dog eat his homework. There was a crazy ass dog that lived near us and it chased him and it actually fucked his bag up and it ripped the fuck out of like some shit that fell out. And he got and he's like, this is gonna be hilarious, dude, but I literally had a dog eat my homework. And we brought it in and like she he had like the parts of the ripped thing and like she just fucking lost it because she thought this was an elaborate prank, which again, like I've got I've got puppy geef here and he was like a page was teaching him tricks and he was eating the dog manual. Yeah, like dogs eat paper. No, the punchline was not lost on us of this being a moment that's like that's pretty funny that that actually happened, but attempting to pull that up. 
and 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 run with it uh led to her just fucking like just banshee shrieking you know um and she does that thing too where like if she's correcting your test and she's disappointed in it not even if you failed necessarily but if you get lower than she expected you to she would just throw it on the floor she would literally just correct it and then just toss it away from her sight those of you listening to the audio version at home that prompted a big old eyebrow raise of um yeah really and it's like come get your come get your and she wants to say shit but she's not gonna say it she's just so she's just like come get your 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 test you know and yeah that that class was it was the one you didn't want to get grade six building memories forever absolutely absolutely you know i I think back, and I had two teachers that had, like, that were sticklers for homework, and they had, like, a good reason. One was my favorite English teacher of all time. I hope she's still alive. She's, You know the, the teacher that's, like, a horrible, old, cranky gremlin woman, but good? Like, they're just tired. They're not mean to you, but, like... If the no. kid is sassing them, they will sarcastically snap back at them. Every horrible old gremlin teacher has been, like, witch-adjacent. Oh, that's terrible. I've never well, had a nice one. Oh, well, okay. This one was, was relatively nice. And then the other was, uh... One of my math teachers was, like, a really, like... Like, he worked out all the time. He was, like, a weird Chad math teacher. Oh, yeah, we had those. And they were, they were obsessed with homework for two reasons. English teacher was, we're going to sit in the class and talk about the book. You had to read it. If you didn't read it, that conversation about the book is going to be fucking terrible. And you're going to look stupid when I ask you about it. And that worked because she would ask you about it. Hey, what did you think of this character? And you'd be go, you know, the title. Like, oh, I really thought it was really deep when the right and math teacher was even simpler it was grade 10 math and it was the hard math and it was like listen if you don't do your homework you won't understand this shit you will fail the test you need to do this shit because it's complicated and then people went ah fuck you and then they all failed the fucking first test there you go there you go yeah yeah and then he went see i told you he like gloated he was like i fucking told you if you don't do this shit, you won't understand. This trigonometry is weird. Um, we had we had like a, a couple of of bro teachers. Basically, there was like a, a a faction of these like super buff like Greek dudes that were like teachers, and they're all <laughs> you know Mister Greek last name, you know. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Papadopoulos. Mr. Papadopoulos. There was a name that's super close to that that we had. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um they and they would basically it, it, was, it was hilarious because like they would basically have the same thing that the the, the the they'd have the same thing going on where uh chest showing a little bit, little bit of little bit of fuzz uh, coming the, out. The the the, 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 the curl. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The orthodox crucifix underneath it. You know, and uh, they were they were for the most part pretty chill. 
and and they they teach with all the hand gestures and get all into it and they, that was the you know they would explode every once in a while but those those were the more chill ones the 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 ladies the older ladies we had um both in elementary and in high school actually were the worst ones um and i want to say like there was like one or two nice like younger lady teachers but um in 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 elementary we had the the, the miss s the the one that fucking just banshee shrieked at you in high school, we had an English teacher who literally had the drawer with the conspicuous bottle in it, the nondescript fluid that stayed that in the was bottle. My, uh, that was my typing teacher in high school, and I look like. back and I think, so that she was she, her bottle wasn't conspicuous; it was vodka. Like she'd sip, she'd sip on it. But and the thing that always got me is that it was a typing class in like 2001, where typing was actually the new hot shit because yeah. computers. Yeah, yeah. But she was teaching a typewriter typing class. Okay. So like the irrelevancy was just yeah. Off drive the is drive is gone. I just like once you saw it. I remember. Um, the fucking trouble kids in class pointed it out, right? And then when she when she left, we saw it in the drawer and we went, holy fuck, there it is right there. And from that moment, you're not paying attention to anything the moment she looks down at her drawer. Every time she kind of looks at it, every time she kind of pulls it a little bit, you know, you just kind of are like, is this it? Is this going to happen? And somehow she never got in trouble for it. But fuck me, that was there for years. Wait, what? You, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I don't mean to call you naive, Wooly, but what do you mean? Somehow she never got in trouble for it. Like there needs to be somebody teaching that class. We can have a drunk or an <laughs> empty chair. <laughs> like uh, tenure, man, tenure. Yeah. Tenure is fucking powerful. Can't stop it. Like, I think back, and I might have told this story before, but I can't I can't tell the difference between what I've said out loud in my head on my stream or here. But I once had an elementary school teacher that showed off, like, the power of positive reinforcement. Because, you know, like, rewarding people is more better than punishing them. Mm -hmm. Works for dogs, works for people. Mm -hmm. First day of class... She, at the after lunch for the for the you know the second half of the day the the you know the one to three part she brought in her beautiful golden retriever named Einstein and she sat him down and let all the kids come up and pet him this was like grade four or five right and he was like oh my god nice doggy everybody's so happy etc and she goes okay everybody I'm gonna have one pop quiz at least every single week. And if the class average is over 80, you don't have to do your final Friday period at all. Wow. We'll just go outside, and I'll bring the dog in, and we can play with the dog. And would you look at that? That average went the fuck up. Mm -hmm, it even mm -hmm. got the smart kids 
to help the stupid kids with their homework. There you go. And they didn't usually get along because, like, if you don't fucking get do well on this test, I don't get my Friday off. Look at that. It's almost like those methods work. It's almost like it's an incentive. There was a downside, however. On the days where it didn't go up, blame could be easily ascertained by looking at everyone's test scores. (laughs) Oh, Sure. Oh, what's that? What's that, Sarah? You're the reason? It was your test that pushed us underneath the percentile? Thanks a lot, dumbass. Welcome to communism class. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that, that's, that, those are, those are nice stories. All I'm remembering is the physical confrontation that two dude teachers got into with each other that uh as it escalated it got to a point where one teacher was basically like uh please touch me so i can sue the shit out of you as they were in each other's faces kind of thing and uh to later find out that that might have been the, the the argument that like it wasn't clear what was going on might have been because they were both pretty close to some students and they both might have known things about each other that were not fucking legal <laughs> and they were having a big old i'm not saying nothing but i'm having a fucking square off with you and we're not gonna say much but we know the problem here and i'm like dear god that's fucking whoa that was happening at my school okay Remember shit you only find school. out in retrospect. You ever had that music teacher that goes from class to class, mm. does the music thing? Not from class to class. We used to go to the auditorium. Okay, so we had a guy who came. He was like a, a, a slot in period. I'm talking elementary school, and there was one kid. Let's call him Jimmy. That man, he just fucking was such an asshole to this teacher. Just like treated him like a substitute, but like literally every day of the year. And it was the same teacher, and it, music class was one of those things that got slotted in at my elementary school, so you'd have it, like, throughout. And I remember talking with some kids. I'm like, do you think that Mr. Whatever-the-fuck is going to lose his temper one day and, like, just kill him? And like, no, of course not. Until one day he totally lost his temper and threw a bunch of shit across the room well, there and you knocked go. that kid out of his fucking chair. Jesus. Wow. And then kept kept teaching. Yeah, tenure. <laughs> he tenure, threw like baby. a like a one of those big fat textbooks. Yep, and yep. just like brained him and knocked mm-hmm. him out of his chair. Oh yeah. And the part of the story that gets confusing because my ch- you know your child memory is not super reliable, mm-hmm. but he, nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Like mm. like kid got back in his seat. Yeah, he took his lump, and we all laughed at him. And no one was on his side. Mm-hmm. Even if we didn't really like the teacher all that much, we're like, you've been on, you've been an asshole to him for like four years. It was the style I at I the don't time. Think it, I don't even know if it escalated past that classroom. <laughs> that, the room itself, like right? Like it yeah. ever got out. Because <laughs> everyone's like, nah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. We had a chill, we had a chill uh, uh, history teacher that pinkied 
the bottom of what of a desk and just launched it not in anyone's direction but you know those things have happened um, oh yeah i had a teacher come in because we were making too much noise and he came in from the other classroom and he said you guys are gonna shut up and like a kid from the back like laughed and then he grabbed like a meter stick and slammed it on the desk and it exploded into a million damn and flew into the it's like you kids are gonna shut up okay (laughs) all right okay yeah yeah no man we had some shit um yeah battle of the kamoshitas is what was going down in our hallways Mm -hmm. uh and uh you know there was the there was the time that uh one of uh said uh said one of said bro teachers uh, 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 as he was leaving, uh, to get into his, his, his shiny BMW, he saw something going on. Uh, uh, he saw some hooded figures, uh, on the roof with what appeared to be guns. And he came running back into the school right. to figure out, uh, what the fuck's going on and basically raced to the office and then uh, headed up to the roof. Where me and my friends were filming the finale of our Metal Gear fan film. Oh, of course you were. Oh. And uh, and our our uh, our 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 last boss in his in his big long trench coat with our big fake guns <laughs> were on the roof shooting our shit. And uh, yeah, you know we have we thankfully we got that cleared through the drama uh, 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 department. But um, shout outs to uh, us showing that movie in in the auditorium for everybody. And at one point when uh, an explosive goes off and there's fire along the wall behind uh, 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 the character and uh, the principal's like, hey, that's amazing special effects, you guys. Wow. You really went all out with this. And we're like, right. We totally didn't just rub rubber cement on the wall yeah and light it the fuck on fire (laughs) yeah that's a special effect right totally totally Uh uh-huh cg nailed it it's great i yeah i had a i had a physics teacher that was cool except for the fact that like how do i put this all right. Hey, kids, you're going to learn about inertia today, which is a property of physics. It's the tendency of things to stay at rest. Friction is a blah, 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 right? What's a good hands-on way to teach inertia? Well, my car is snowed in in the school parking lot right now. So why don't we all go outside for a hands-on demonstration of inertia? Amazing. All right, so you see how the car doesn't want to move. That's why you're going to really have to really push it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now you see now uh, that it's moving, uh, its inertia has lowered, so it's easier to get the rest of the way. Nice. He also, like... He also like like possibly was that irresponsible physics professor who kids would come in with their ideas and he would go that seems cool which uh seemed to stop the day that Greg came in with homemade napalm <laughs> and the days of that uh-huh. seems cool do it as mm-hmm. the standard advice 
stopped? Yeah, I see these videos every now and then that get posted where someone's like doing filming a little like five seconds of their bio class and like it's like check it out this super confident chemistry teacher or bio teacher is gonna light the floor on fire and everyone's bags and feet are on the ground and the flame will just fade out right as it touches everything because it's a-okay but and you're like hmm what you know you're just like okay these if you've been doing it for years i believe you but this is a trick i do every year hmm, the kids out hmm, you know little 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 sus um something not that whatever anyway i know uh 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 my bio teachers that we had there he was a good guy uh he's the kind of guy that would forget shit all the time he'd make mistakes he'd fuck things up Mm -hmm. uh there's no guarantee that you're not setting that classroom on fire showing off one of those experiments we never had we never had one of those crazy things man you know you know we're we're talking a lot about goofy things there's a certain appeal to a teacher or you know in at this point in your life it's adults authority figure but a teacher who is calm and pleasant and you would even say placid right Mm -hmm. losing their shit because of the 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 fucking the variation Mm -hmm. my chemistry teacher she was such a sweet lady she was like 80 she was from spain she had a, a like a thick spanish accent but she 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 had that like you know those, those old people that have like an aristocracy kind of like lilt. They're sure very classy lady, sure. right? Very never raised her voice, never you know just very sweet. Right up until the day that we're like six seven months into the year, we're almost done, and two of the dumb kids start. They're thirsty. So they walk over to the eye wash station and fill up a beaker with water and start drinking out of it. Yeah. Which she sees and starts to lose her mind like I didn't think was capable of this one. Oh, my God. It is literally the only thing you have to not do (laughs) in the chemistry lab. Uh, don't drink out of the beakers because they're running like i know for a fact the grade above us was running experiments with like alkali metals absolutely which will kill you if you ingest them pinprick fucking poisons (laughs) yeah absolutely yep yep um i told you about the body I told you about the corpse. Remind me about the body. One day outside, people are in the yard, as you do, you know, you run outside, you frolic, you, you do your, 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 your lunch timing and your recesses and so on. And then, oh, look at that. Someone found a corpse in the okay, bushes. This is a new story. I don't. This is, no, I've definitely brought it up. A cor- okay. a body has been discovered. Do, 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 do. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you report that in. And then the office says, uh, everyone go home. Go the fuck home. Just leave. Take your shit. Get out. Um, by the way, this has nothing to do with any of us. We don't know anything about this. This is not a student. This is, we don't know. 
we don't know nothing. And then the, the, the doubling down the next day, just, uh, hey, just letting all students know, uh, there's no need to, uh, spread any misinformation about the incidents of yesterday. Uh, it appeared that a homeless man, uh, just f- fell asleep and passed out forever in the bushes. And, uh, that's all. So. And you get- look over at your friend and you're like, I don't know, man. Are you sure you want to ke- take over the inn when your mom passes away? <laughs> I mean, straight up, you know, uh, either that or wait for the fucking Danganronpa class trial. But yeah. you go, you go right to like, the school goes right into full on defense mode of please do not tell your parents that a don't student that was, is. yeah, you know, like that just had anything to do with us. Don't know how they got us. there. You know, uh, coincidence. Yep, yep. So, good times. Good times. School feels like a different planet. I mean, it is. It's a different uh, structure of of like day to day life, and you know no other until that point in time. And it, and it sucks because you know what? Like they did the research that when you're a teenager. Your capacity for emotional, like your emotional threshold, is actually much weaker than when you're an adult. Mm. Like things, you know, when like you're, you know, you're 13 and your your girlfriend that you went out on one date with breaks up with you, and it's the end of the world. It's, it's the end of the world. Yeah. yeah, it is actually the end of the world. It actually literally feels the equivalent of like getting a cancer diagnosis as an adult. Well, yeah, because we so, all, because like the 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 graph is still measuring on a scale from one to ten. And we're currently measuring on scales of hundreds. Yeah, it hasn't zoomed so out it enough yet. But like to any of the the the, if there's anyone listening to this who can hear us that is within the school system, pr- probably the high school system. Um, oh my God, does none of that shit matter at all? Holy shit! Mm-hmm. The only thing you take with you is the damage. I won't even say, like, the lessons. Just the damage. The damage, um, you know, and, like, yeah, I was going to say possibly the, uh, 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 the quirks and fetishes, but that's all damage, too. So. Yeah, it's all damage. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to take it. Everything involuntary. You're a loner. You watch Evangelion when you're like 10. Crap. Now you're into bitchy redheads your whole life. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, the, 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 it has not, the, the graph has not zoomed out yet so that your, 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 your pain, your painful moment, that high school breakup that, uh, registers, uh, currently at a, Nine out of ten, um, you don't realize that upon receiving that diploma and stepping foot outside, that ten actually becomes a one hundred. Oh my god, dude! That you know what this reminds me of? The my my absolute favorite sentence that I heard in high school from like I want to say forty different teachers. Mm-hmm. When you're in university, they're not going to let you get away with that shit. <laughs> no, yo, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. So uh, the tweet oh is, my God, the tweet is, when you're in college, 
slash university, that shit's not gonna fly. And then, oh uh, uh, um, uh, uh, that shit in college, and then the emoji of a bat, an angel, a bird, a plane, a rocket ship, <laughs> a boomerang. <laughs> Like, like you have to every you have to know a how to UFO because they won't let you use a calculator in university. And I got to Sageup, and they're like, "Can I use a calculator?" Like, no shit, you have to use one, dumbass. I don't give a fuck. Every single fucking flying emoji, just in a row. That shit in college. <laughs> Do you remember being told that oh, if you didn't man. know how to write cursive with a pen, they wouldn't take your your work in in college? Uh, just wouldn't even look at it. They're not going to look at it with a pencil. Um, I, you I use a pen. I, I've, I, I've talked about this before, but I'm all fucked up with that, actually, because I only learned cursive. Um, I learned... Wait, how is that even literally possible? Because I skipped grade one. Okay, but, I mean, you know what the letters look like now. As yes, now, not, yes. But in, <laughs> in the school system, uh, I went right to cursive in, in grade two. Because grade one was when we were supposed to learn the basic print, which never fucking happened. And, um, that was a, 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 that led to my handwriting being super fucked for a long time. I learned cursive before regular handwriting, which I had to teach myself. Um, the other thing too, of course, is, uh, hey, Willie. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag it way out, and everybody at home listening to the audio version, feel free to go and take a look at this yourself on the internet. Have you ever seen Russian cursive writing? Oh my god, it is seen it? madness. Yes, I have. I, I just sent it to you. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh my god, what Russian is cursive is the dumbest. It's it's wild. This feels like a like a goof. No, it's it's but it's also equally fucking fascinating that the brain can work in a way that determines that that can actually figure that out you can decode that i can't decode that that it is it is unbelievable yeah i've seen it um yeah cursive i i spent an entire grade three learning how to write cursive only to grow up into the era in which writing cursive is harmful to you well, I don't even I, – I, I think I was having the discussion not too long ago about like do they even teach cursive anymore? Like is it still a part of the curriculum in any way? I don't know, man. They it teach feels like it has maths. no purpose anymore. Like I don't, I don't know. Outside of signing a check typing. or a signature. Teach. Yeah, of course. That's that's what replaces it. Yeah. Cursive is, is definitely some antiquated shit. Um, they should teach tippity-tap like this. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is, uh, a lot of the, like the, the, that crazy desk throwing, ruler breaking, yelling shit, uh, is definitely skewed f- in a fucked way for me because, uh, school in Grenada is, if you fuck up, you're getting hit. Oh. So... So you I, don't have to have all this weird other shit. Corporal punishment. S- straight to the to the beatdown. Yeah. And every teacher had their had their ruler, and the ruler gave you licks. And if you got sent to the principal's office, uh, she got out her principal's ruler, which is a ruler that's basically just 
like it's the thickness of like a not a two by four, but it's like a one by two. <laughs> it's just a plank of wood, and it had and it was not smoothed out. And it was like the main reason to go to the principal's office is because the principal has the fat ruler, and she's about to fucking lay it. They in. have a bigger office. They have more room to swing. They do. They do. She had it was you know uh, too big, too clumsy to be called a ruler. And uh, yeah. I only got. I only had to feel it once, you know. But uh, I did feel it. So the system worked. The system worked. The system worked. How about that? Uh, that's that's the fucking Grenadian way, you know. So then I came back here to again, like crazy tempers and 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 yelling and shit, and and again, like all that disrespect. But it never escalated to the physical point. So hey, at least you're not getting hit. Until the day well, where you're the where you're the one who takes the lumps for the 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 teacher's whole life. for the entire career, yeah. Well, the, somebody's <laughs> gonna get one, as we've established. And if yeah. you happen to be the unlucky one, then yes, the justice of a thirty-year career <laughs> is is carried out. The limit break has been flashing yeah. for thirty fucking years. You better believe it's gonna do some damage. And they're not fucking up the side props either. They're timing every one of those extra hits for, for, for maximum crit. Um, but I think the takeaway lesson, uh, uh, that you were getting at is that, uh, once you get out of, of, of school, that, uh, none of that shit matters because the enemies in real life scale with your level. That's correct. They're always proportional. Oh, no. Society at large. Oh, come on. Scales That's with you. big. Scales with you. No matter how big you get. Yep. Well, that, I mean, what if you got really big? There's always, there's always going to be someone what bigger. you just became you know? physically large? I think, um... It's not the kind of game that lets you pull an earthbound where you just walk over enemies and they pop open, you know, or you jump on and pull their mask off. Show me your true form. Pop. Doesn't work that way. Everything is scaling. I think um, I do like appreciate the energy that college teachers have where it's kind of just like uh I had a passion for this subject, but I didn't want to be a babysitter. Yeah. You know, they sometimes have that. Yeah, here I don't give a fuck. You're wasting your money. Okay, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. I do. That that feels very practical to me. And that feels like the fact that the teacher doesn't give a shit whether or not you give a shit because they're like, I'm going to do my thing anyway. It's your life, buddy, was much more effective on me. Yeah, the thing from them was like... uh, you know, hey, I see that some of you who haven't been here, you know, you're wasting your money. You're not getting a good education. You're not going to learn this shit. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. This no. is a required class. It is not one of my electives. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Not to not to knock the patience of the saints on those who do uh, have to be put into babysitting uh, 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 ages. But, like, for me, nothing was more of a motivator than the teacher going, whatever, dude, it's your life. <laughs> you know, yeah. people fucking come and go all the time, man. Like you, you're just, you're another score to me. You know, you're another grade. 
It is what it is. And I said to that guy, I said, listen, I don't give, I'm going to do this macroeconomics test and I'm going to pass it. And I don't, I'm not going to learn, I'm not going to keep a single goddamn piece of information in my head, you old bastard. So I'm going to just skip this class, hopefully showed up with the PS2 today, and go look for an empty classroom so we could play fucking Third Strike. Cultural geography. Oh, well, he didn't show up. He showed up the whole day late at the end of the day with the PS2 today. What the hell? Now I skipped macroeconomics for nothing. Cultural geography. That's what it was. Shoutouts to the classrooms that had the TV in the corner and the pull-down projectors. Yeah, man. And no one was ever, ever in them for some reason. Not even once. Not even once. We had once people walk in when we were leaving at the end of the day and I don't think they were students. I think they were also... Well, they were students, but I don't think they were there for a class. I think they were also there to do bullshit in that classroom. I want to say that at least once a janitor walked in and went, Oh, hey, let me know when you're done. Or just kind of looked in and went, well, whatever, yeah, and walked out. Yeah, I think out. that happened. That seems about right. There's definitely been, like, the walk-in and, meh, you know. So, Yeah. Days of memories. What did you do with your week? Honestly, not much. Uh, this has been a hev- heavily dog-focused week. Teaching him tricks. He's learning how to shake your paw now. He's adorable. He's very popular. Is that the first trick? Uh, no, no. The first trick is sit. Sit. Yeah. Yeah. Sit. Sits vital. And we're working on. Uh, we're working on uh, stay. And uh, and lie down and paw. Sit he's got. The others are in various states. The problem is, it's both a blessing and a curse. I have the fattest dog that's ever existed. Now, he might not be physically fat, and we will keep him trim. But he's fat in his heart. So, he'll do anything if you have food in your hand, other than calm down. Because you have food in your hand. This dog will lick his bowl for up to half an hour after the food is gone. Because maybe, just maybe, there'll be an extra crumb that he missed. Just maybe. Uh, But he's doing well. He's a good dog. Uh, What else the fuck? Uh, He's getting his last shot this week. I'm so excited for that. Finally, I'm going to bring him to dog parks and not have to worry about him getting the fucking parvo. When can he We've, When can he teleport like Poppy? It's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit. That might be a little bit. That might be a second. Uh we've had an on I don't know if you I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast last week. Uh but it definitely happened. Uh, on the Twitter, but me and Paige have had an ongoing battle with an old man across the street. Did I mention this to you? No. Old man doesn't like that our dog will occasionally use his yard as bathroom, even though we always pick up after him. Yeah, that sucks. Old man leaned out the window to point at Paige and make a little gun symbol 
and tell her to go back where she came from. That's not the way to do it. Yeah. So we've been having the dog shit on that guy's lawn nonstop. Oh, my God. The Take man, right listen, across the street. The man has a point, but he that's not the right way to get it across. Take it right across the street every single day, right to that, that dude's yard. It's also... And we pick a... Listen, we pick it up. We're not petty like that. Pick it up every time with the doggy bag. To his credit, he was able to smell the American. Yeah, it's not hard. (laughs) It's it's not hard. For what it's worth. All Paige has to do is talk. And here's, here's, here's here's the rub. So that's been going on. Dog poops on the guy's lawn. We pick it up. We look at the window. We wave just in case. All right. People have been coming up to us asking if it's our dog that's pooping in front of their doors. To which case we go, no, it can't be ours. And they go, what do you mean it can't be ours? To which Paige has video evidence on her phone as she records herself picking up the dog poop. Every just time? Just to be sure. Yeah. Okay. Just to be certain. Okay. She calls out the date and the time so that if anybody <sighs> calls the cops on our dog, she can go, nuh-uh-uh. Oh, my uh-uh-uh. God. That but is... a recent discussion with a neighbor has illuminated that there is a couple on this street that just opens their fucking front door and lets their dog just out their front door mm-hmm. onto the street not mm-hmm. the, not into their backyard mm-hmm. and then when the dog is done they let the dog back in okay the we the, have discovered the real culprit the recording is is kind of insane but you know this is the world we live in um, people can call and cops can show up um, we don't want we don't want trouble with the police so that's why we record the poo poo yeah. also spite is a powerful motivator if i were that man i too would complain but i would do it in a different manner would you threaten to shoot someone's dog with your finger gun? Not likely, no. Yes. I would walk would outside. Would you yell at a person to go back where they came from? No, that would not be the way either. I would I would walk outside and have the conversation is what I would do. Um. Oh, apparently it's an old man who can't move from his window. Okay. Like literally... He, he will not be coming outside. He will, in fact, be sending relatives down to hassle us. Okay. And well, they're much nicer, actually. Well, um, I mean, for what it's worth, like, I don't know. The, the, the people who uh, just let it rock and don't give the slightest shit at all about... Bad. No, uh-uh. I will not be that dog owner. That is horrible. It's like, I know that it's like an infraction on the level of like aggressive jaywalking. You know, I know that it's in the same kind of like whatever category, you know, misdemeanor, if you would. 
but it says so much more about you as a person. So I'm of the opinion that if your dog takes a shit on someone's lawn and you do nothing to deal with it, you might as well have just taken a dump on it yourself. Yeah. Well, it's the sa- yeah, same effect. That's the, that's the respect level that we're dealing with. Same effect. Certainly. I Now, what if you dropped your pants, took a huge shit on someone's lawn, and then... Cleaned it up? Politely cleaned it up. Ah? <laughs> uh, now as, we're talking. As long as you film it and say the date and time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what else? That's it. Well, other than other than that, uh, I've been in that. You ever? I, I talked about this on uh, on Twitter last night. You ever get into that feeling where like I want to play something, and then you're like, oh, what's play? And then you look at the backlog, and you're like, I don't want to play any of those. Yeah. And so you just end up playing something old. So I've just been running a lot of Gungeon runs. Nothing really to say, other than the I hate the robot, and I hate having to try and beat the robots past uh i did however on stream play uh the new control dlc uh awe or awe which is great and is actually a an alan wake expansion well that's that's the that's the little joke there isn't it because it's awe (laughs) um i can't talk about almost anything in that DLC for fear of big ass spoilers for both control and for Alan Wake actually mm. it is a it is a crossover event in, okay. in, in terms of like like it, it like it's just as much uh like Alan Wake's third DLC as it is controls so they only touched on it a little bit in control specifically so that they could elaborate yeah, just a here. little tiny bit but here it's like like Alan talks to you. Okay. Like, okay. Alan wake time. Uh, which leaves it in a really weird place because control isn't Alan wake too. It's its own game. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is like the definitive ending to control one's storyline or what have you. And the whole time I was playing it, I kept going, Oh my God, they they did that or they connected this or they brought that back or oh that's what they're implying for the future of whatever series right and then i beat it and the 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 finale has a big 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 stinger for the future of remedy and what remedy might be working on next and then <coughs> i all i could think of is man if you just picked up control and haven't played like max payne or alan wake this shit probably fucking sucks mm. because it is required reading. It's not like nudge nudge. It is like Alan Wake is a like direct prequel, like level of required reading. Well, is this not just like that five point three stuff? You know, all the uh, all the the FF fourteen crossovers. The different the difference is is that. That is nice and vague. This is like direct. This this is well, the tactic stuff was direct, wasn't it? it no, yeah, but it, it's still like 
they right. they attempt to slow, to self-contain it to a degree versus here there's no attempt to self-contain There's never going to be another Final Fantasy Tactics game that comes out that asks you to have played Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. Okay. All right. Where when Alan Wake 2 comes out, it will have assumed that you played the Control DLC. Okay. Right, right, The right. same way that the Control DLC assumes that you played Alan Wake, Alan Wake's American Nightmare in both DLCs. I tend to find that... Um you know, a solution to that, if you're going to spread things in this way, would be to have a nice little video people can watch. Yeah, probably. When the time comes, you know. I'm seeing people compare it to Kingdom Hearts, and you know what? Yeah. It's almost Kingdom Hearts. Well... Like, um, there's Kingdom Hearts it, certainly, but have you have you walked down the pathway of a franchise where the pachinko games plot matters? I have not currently. Welcome to Guilty Gear. Oh, is that true? Yeah, is that for real. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like. You, you, as much as you want to turn and ignore, uh, that detail, it actually does matter. <laughs> uh-huh. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. Um, it, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's this really weird thing where I love where they went for it, but it, it goes so far in this storyline as, Okay, I know how to explain it. It goes so far in its crossover potential, and it must hit so poorly if you didn't play Alan Wake 1, that by the end of this DLC, I feel like you could call the game Alan Wake 2, comma, Control. Right, 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 right. Like, it's... It's it's that and important. If you have no idea what is happening... Like the that DLC makes almost no sense at all. To the point where like you find these notes and the notes have blacked out names, but I'm able to intuit who those characters were and I go, Oh, cool. But instead they're just you know, kind of flavorless notes. At least you didn't have to watch a Yorha stage play. You didn't have to watch the Yorha stage play. They put the important half I know, of it in I the know, game. I know. But it's 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 better when you tell people that you, they do though. It's, it's better when you it tell is. everybody they had to go watch a play. Yeah. Aside from that, man, Control super good, very good game, very excellent, good game. From a gameplay perspective, there's one real problem that DLCs have, where in the base game you you go like da 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 da, get a new power like throw or whatever, right, or shield. Da, 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 use that new power, yada yada. The DLCs have no progression at all. So it's like when you play through the whole game in the DLCs, it feels like you hit like the power cap on mm-hmm. your character's abilities at like the sixty percent mark, mm-hmm. and then you just you're just doing kind of the same thing. Okay. Usually, you want to introduce new 
something, you know, enemies there, and abilities is the way that tends to go. There is one new something mm-hmm. in the Alan Wake DLC, but it's it's pretty mediocre in terms of its implementation. Okay. But all in all, boy, great. And it is it is weird to finish a game and have a character this is not what happens, this is my paraphrase version. A character look into the camera and be like, Boy, we're working on something. It'll be ready in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that, please. Mm-hmm. Wink. Yeah, I mean, you know, your what do you your 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 sequel hooks are what they are. Um I would like if from an out I don't know the, the obviously the full story of these things, but I would like it if that franchise could continue to like make new things that connect to the to the world instead of putting a two after anything. You know? There is there is definitely room for that. There is an implication. Um uh, that I think they can't do it because of rights reasons, because I think Rockstar owns Max Payne now. Right, 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 right. But I believe, but they use Max's voice actor to uh, to act for Alan Wake's hard boiled detective character when you read his books. So like, uh. Max Payne is a novel inside Alan Wake, and is he not also the um, the smoking guy? In the, in he the is f- also the director. Yeah, the the voice actor is anyway. So, okay. And also, uh, did you ever see um, the scientist Darling in any of those videos? Doesn't ring a bell. Like he's a nerd with a lab coat and big glasses. Doesn't ring a he's bell. He's one of the main characters of Control. He's also just straight up played by Alan Wake's actor. Okay. <laughs> so there's all this. <clears throat> it's all this fucking mixing and matching. Okay. Um. Cool. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, I played Bastion again on stream. Hey, guess what? Still great. Still incredible. Music's A plus. Resolution fixed. I remember you were having issues with the uh, uh, yeah, sprites being goofy. too small. It's a little goofy. The uh, Bastion has. One little detail about it that is actually hilarious to go back to, which was back when uh, Supergiant Games thought everyone wanted their melee button to be on the B button. Mm-hmm. Because every time you pick up a new weapon, it replaces what's on your X button, so you always end up with two like guns going throughout the game. It's goofy. But yeah, that game's great. Let me do a transistor later in the week, because I never actually played it. I just straight up just skipped right over it. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know how you're going to feel about it, so I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, I'm also going to be doing. Let me let me fucking look up the name of this game because uh, I got contacted by Focus Home to do a stream on a Warhammer game that has a complex title. It is called Necromunda Underhive Wars, which despite the game looking cool, might be the shittiest title I have 
ever heard of. <laughs> uh, just back to Transistor for a second. Uh, whenever you start that up, you might want to ask Paige to sit in on it. I think she will have a great appreciation for... I don't know. I don't know. She hates the humming in Bastion. Really? Yeah. Because I feel so like... So Transistor might hit a real annoying spot there. I feel like the main character in Transistor will, like, absolutely land really well. Maybe. I don't know. I tried this before. I was like, oh, Transistor, how? It's got the redhead who sings. And she goes, oh, cool. Well, she doesn't really sing. She mainly hums. And she was like, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, mm. Okay. Uh, all right, well. Americans, what are you going to do? They got no taste. You shut up. I mean, they're singing. Back sing- to the void with you, woman. They're singing, too. It's not just humming. But there's a reason for. Anyway, all right. It's nice. <laughs> it's very nice. All right. So on the stream this week over twitch.tv slash patstairsat, I'm going to do the Necromunda. I'm going to do Transistor. And on Wednesday, we're going to have a late night stream after the dog's gone to sleep with a special guest and a mystery game. Who could it be? That's it. That's the announcement. Okay. I did it. Yeah. Oh, and Wooly, I don't know if you saw this, but don't you dare. Come into the stream and ask me how I'm doing. Don't you fucking dare. That is some outrageous, <sighs> offensive shit. I am choking down bile in my throat answering that question 35 times in a stream. Oh, my God, you small-talking little pieces of shit. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Man, sometimes it's just the problem there, I think, (laughs) the problem with that, I saw that tweet, and what (laughs) bugs me, what bugs me there is that it's not like even just the person's, like what they're saying, it's that the message is formatted in a way that is like, I'm dropping knowledge on Twitter right now, you know? Yeah. You know, like those, 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 those tweets that have a certain format. Some of them are like, normalize this, 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 you know? Or you don't do this. This is what you actually do. Hey, it's, hey, instead of, instead of saying, hey, you look not fat today. Say, hey, you look nice. This is a way to make people happy. Right. So there's, right? there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, or, and like in some cases it's like, or like, we didn't grow up doing this. We were actually suffering through that or something. And there's a yeah. format to it, you know? Right. Um, but instead it's, hey, don't ask people how they are. That's disgusting. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Just fucking. <laughs> Just chill. Just chill. You're having one of the... That's one of those, like... Cause the thing about those, right, is the for, when, you, when you use that format, is you're doing it, and you're waiting for the line behind you of people to form. Like, yeah, we're doing this together. Yeah, woo! And then woo, they look yeah. back, and no one's there. No, why no, is no one here? I ask everybody how they're doing when I start my thing. 
every it's, time. It's so let's let's actually back up a bit. We're making fun of a streamer who put forth the the hot fact that asking a streamer how they're doing is like gross and annoying, and you shouldn't do it because ugh, it's, it's wasteful small talk. And that is how you doing is the most innocuous boilerplate form of human courtesy that literally exists. It is performative politeness. It's 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 most of the time not even a real question. Yeah. It, it you ever ask somebody how they're doing and they tell you and you're like, I don't actually want to know all this shit, this is too much. I mean if that if that yes, that's a real thing. If that like I think if that bugs you, like it might actually be an indicator that you have made a wrong choice in like profession if that really gets through to you because if, it's such a nothing. And I don't know if this interacting is, with the average human being makes you want to vomit. Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe, maybe. I, you know what I always have to do, though? I always have to go like, look, maybe there's something about this, like, non, like, issue that flavors itself differently in a different realm or sphere of Twitch, right? Maybe, like, if you're on, like, Thirst Trap Twitch or like mm. some other category there's a factor that changes the dynamic so that it's like oh for most people this is fine but in this context it ends up being another way you know maybe there are things that i would apply that logic to i don't think this is one of them but just just a simple how do you do is it's it's, a, it's just a it's it's a, it's how do you, like i would it's almost it's rude if you forego that in a way you know if you just get like all right fuck it shut up do your do thing say thing like it's just you know anyway yeah that was weird it's like when i i I posted about that and i got like a flurry of responses one of the most common of which was people saying you know what pat i'll be honest i sometimes log in your stream type the phrase pat shut the fuck up and leave right right and i'm like you know yeah, yeah all right that's correct. Okay. Yeah. That works. That's fine too. <laughs> That's fine. Normalize saying shut the fuck up and leaving. Yeah, if you say shut the fuck up, that's rude. But if you leave right away, it, it means you're not pressuring them to actually shut the fuck up. You're just telling them that you think it's a really good idea. Oh, yeah. No, that's no. the power is in leaving. The, yeah. Like, the, you don't cash out the damage until you close the window. Like, the, that's right. The non-committal, like, the, non-com- the, 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 the absolute lack of concern for how the message is received <sighs> is what actually makes it powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, all that's going down over at Angriest Pat. That's me. That's, wait, no, it's not anymore. That's Pat Stares At. No, uh, I'm Pat Stares At now. Angriest Pat is dead. He died. Right. Sad, very sad rip. That's twitch.tv slash Pat Stares At. There you go. It's an eyeball motif I have. It's an eyeball. Uh, over yonder... On on my side of things, what did I do? Uh, I watched The Godfather. Uh, 
sat and watched The Godfather. So is this a rewatch or is this a first watch? No, it is a proper watch because a watch was done, an attempt was done once before with some friends that uh, it was not the right mood. It was not the right atmosphere. It was not a slow night. People were getting way too drunk and it was, you know. Yeah, that's not. Not the attitude to be watching that movie under. So uh, that that attempt failed. But I know, but obviously it was one of those things where you're like, hey, knowing the, um, knowing the, I realized watching it, I'm like, I know so many lines from this fucking thing. There's so much, and not just from the, the osmosis, from the osmosis, right? Like, not just in terms of like, uh, 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 uh the, the, you know, your, your fucking part five door closing moment, you know, not just those things, but like, Little bits and pieces of fucking, you can act like a man. What's the matter with you? And mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> like all these little bit things where I'm like, oh my God, every 20 minutes, this movie's dropping a quote that I already knew, you know? Um, I'm kind of shocked you hadn't given it uh, more of a uh, examination before this considering you you talk at often about how much you like the sopranos love the sopranos love goodfellas casinos all right um love a lot of that and yeah exactly uh, it mainly um uh also uh, uh show and punch mom some of the old mafia movies you know and things like that um but yeah it was one it was just godfather was a gap in the knowledge for a long time it was when I was going back to, to rent all the old classics. Uh, that was one that, like, because I had started it with my friends, I was kind of like grabbing other things and I just never got back around to it. So, you know, time came, did it. Guess what? Hey, fucking perfect movie. What are you going to say? <laughs> like, did they ask, you know, about the status of the Gabagoo? They actually bring up the Gabagoo. The Capico, the, 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 the Gabagoo, the prosciutto, and I want to say, what the third, what's the third one? There's a third one, all in the same line. Get? In the same it's line. Sp- what was it? Punch Mom? Punch Mom? Is it cannolis? What? <laughs> Did you just yell what it was? No. Oh, okay. Gabagool. Prosciutto and Capicol. No, but Capicol is Gabagool. Capicol is Gabagool. But there's a third one. No. All right. Anyway, I don't know, but it's it was in there, um, and uh, yeah, you got it all in early. You got the, you know, the as soon as as soon as like the camera like t- cut to a tight shot and you saw the jaw come up, I'm like, look how they massacred my boy. Right, mm-hmm. you know all of that. You see it coming. This the day of my daughter's wedding, but uh, it, it's pretty incredible. But what I what I I guess um, most like impacted by is the level of mutzadel, mutzadel. There you go, mutzadel. The the level of um, I didn't realize that there was a Pichu stage to Al Pacino's Pikachu. Al Pacino's Raichu is the way that we know him now, right? 
Al Pacino, as we know him now, okay. is it's Al. Yeah. All right, just kill. Oh, touch, but don't taste. Look, but don't touch. It's crazy Al. Yeah. Dunkachino. <laughs> right? That's the Al we know. That's not the Al that we always had. The Al that we used to have was Carlito's Way and uh, even and Tony Montana you know, back in the old days where he'd be a little bit more like, hey, I'm talking to you like this. I'm just, everything's a yeah, little bit quiet. It's a little bit, you know, I kind of have a little implication. I'm trying to say what I I'm saying. I remember I was there. It is what it is, you know? And he would just, he would oh. he'd speak very quietly. And it was only later that the hoo came around, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's early phase, late phase. That's Pikachu. That's your Raichu, you know? When you watch this... He's way before that. He's not even at the quiet talker level yet. He's so young in this that he's just normal guy. He's just, there's like... Don't understand. Like, Michael... What is a normal Pacino? Michael Corleone is just a normal guy. There's nothing, there's no mannerism about it. He's just there. He's Oh, he plays the Michael Corleone? I didn't know that. You know? I've never seen this movie, by the way. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, he is just, he's absolutely, a, he's just a, like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a guy. And he's an actor. Look at that. You know, he's so far away. He's so many degrees away of self parody from, she's got a great ass, you know, and they don't even remotely resemble the same person. And it's kind of wild. So there was a pre evolution when I thought the earliest we got was, that that Carlito's way energy, you know. Um, Al Pichuno, yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you I go. I don't understand why people don't know that I didn't watch The Godfather. I don't give a shit about Italian mafia crap. Yeah, I love it. I'm a huge I fan. I don't give a shit. I'm way in. The only thing I like about Casino and Goodfellas is Joe Pesci being terrifying. Yeah. Ah, spider, you stutter and prick you. <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was really, you know, and then of course, uh, the other things, no, uh, you, you, you know, just in case you, you, you weren't aware, but like, there's actors that are like bit parts in, um, Goodfellas and bit parts in, uh, uh, Godfather that become, major act parts of of sopranos later you know and things like that mm -hmm. so it all kind of connects oh and so in sopranos it's like oh my look we got the guy yeah exactly the guy from the thing yeah so uh uh chris moltisanti is uh he's like the the second in command in sopranos kind of guy he's the dude that uh joe pesci shoots accidentally in uh Oops. in goodfellas spider he's shooting him in to make him dance and he shoots him in the foot and then, you know, and he kind of goes like, he kind of goes like, ah, right, whatever, don't make me think about what I did. Like, that whole scene is, is, is that. And then, um, uh, 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 Phil Leotardo, the, one of the bad guys in Sopranos is, um, Billy Batts in, in Goodfellas, the guy who gets beat the fuck down at the bar and stomped out that goes, go home yeah, and get your fucking gets, shine box. He gets pretty stomped out. You know? Um, so like all of these people are actually, uh, yeah, there's a connection there. Um, 
I would say that when you're going around the uh, yeah, quote unquote, accidentally, exactly. Uh, I'd say when you're going around. Oops, we accidentally stomped on him in the bar for ten minutes. Uh, shoutouts to to uh, as well uh, the, the 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 details like um, uh, Joe Pesci doing the funny how scene. You know. Yeah. I'm funny. Funny how? What are you? What are you what, I'm some kind of comedian to you? Like that's act, that was that's improvised and actually totally based on uh, uh, a real made man back when Pesci was working at a restaurant that didn't take it mm-hmm. too nicely uh, that he was yeah. complimenting him. Um, but uh, yeah, no, all of that. Incl- so you, you you can go through that, and for the most part, you know, I I would imagine you do the Godfathers, you do the the Scorseses. And okay, have you seen God? So you're rewatching Godfather One for the first time, like for real? Yeah. Have you seen Godfather Two recently? Or are you going to move on to that? I'm going to move on to that. The reason I ask is because even via far away and mm-hmm. not being a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. I have heard the most toxic shit about Godfather Three. Like it is, yeah. like, the worst. Movie oh, ever. oh yeah, oh yeah. Old men fucking loathe that movie and will go to their graves spitting it, spitting at it. That's what I've heard a lot about it. We're, and I'm going to find out. We're going to go like, and we're going to find out. I see the same amount of vitriol for that as I see for like a Rocky Five, where it's just like pretend it doesn't exist. Just pretend. Yeah. You know, Godfather 3 is the DMC 2 of the 70s. Best movie. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Uh, I, I, that's it. So um, you, you, you get your Scorsese's in there. You get your fucking, you know, your... your uh, 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 um, Francis Ford Coppola's, and mm-hmm. um, I would also say is worth including at the very minimum the Sicilian scene of True Romance. Oh yeah, I've seen that. If you haven't seen the movie, that's yeah, okay. You need to see those ten minutes. The Sicilian scene is. It's Chef's Kiss. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 so uh, that's one of those things too. I showed Punch Mom that we're just like, listen, man, this is a movie. It's not directed by, but it's written by Quentin Tarantino. So the flavor of the movie is like a little bit off sometimes, a bit weird. But the best scene in the movie, by far, except for this one scene, is ten minutes. Two people talking. Ten minutes of two people talking. Tarantino like dialogue, and uh, you know. Chris Watkins doing Chris Watkins at his best. Oh, this guy. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's fucking beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. I'll take one of those Chesterfields now, if you don't mind. You know, the Moors. Anyway, that every... Uh, you know me. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I do know you. That is my jam. Um, boy, was that great. And we rewatched it. Uh, afterwards uh, this weekend too and, and had a good time so yay look at that hot takes the godfather is a good movie and um, i bet it is anytime anytime anybody you meet is like oh yeah i'm from uh, i'm from my, my family sicilian you know just you just gotta say hey you know the moors <laughs> a, cer- a certain emoji pops to mind <laughs> just just dot 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 right there and they're like what what about them <laughs> So, either that or they'll or either that or they'll go, I know the fucking movie. I know I've seen the movie, alright? So <laughs> the fucking cultural contamination in my mind 
takes a slightly different path because you say Sicilian, then you say the Moors, mm-hmm. then my brain auto-completes to the Moops. What is that? Are you familiar with this? No. Well, you see, George thought he was making great time getting down to the Hamptons, and Jerry lost the car. So then they got lost and they had to stop for directions, at which point George ended up talking to the Bubble Boy. Then, in a ploy to save time, they ended up playing Trivial Pursuit with the Bubble Boy, who correctly answered a trivia question, the Moors. However, the card was hilariously misprinted, at which point George said, Nuh-uh, it's the Moops. Causing the bubble boy to try and choke George, and in the ensuing struggle, the bubble was broken. Fuck me. I don't remember that. I, 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 I don't, I don't think, uh, I've probably only seen that episode once way back when. That's crazy. Okay. I have seen every episode of Seinfeld a couple times. Let's just say a couple times. I feel like I've seen every episode at least once, but I don't have the mod catalog to that to that degree. I I I used to watch so much Seinfeld when it was on syndication mm-hmm. that my sister and I had a running like uh like competition to see how fast you could remember the plot of the episode. Mm. And it got to the point where it was before Jerry opened his mouth during the opening bit. Wow. Like the the breathing for, he doesn't even do was, the joke. Yeah, that show was a lot on the TV. Yeah, it in was. In the household. It was. For good reason. It still holds up. There's only I've talked about this in the past except for one thing, cell phones. And that's phones. Yep. Yep. It's it destroys the plot of almost every episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched all of Curb? No. Okay. Curb is tough. Curb is tough. I have to restart it. I was making good progress. I must have got a good uh, three or so seasons in, but I've got to. I've got to like. I keep going. I stopped watching Curb because of you, actually. Hmm. Because I was watching Curb and I watched the whole first season or first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I came onto the podcast and I said, I don't get what's with this show. Because every episode, Larry's completely right. Right. And everyone's trying to get him. Yeah. And you looked at me like I had pulled out a gun. You looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> and the room was like, Pat, what the fuck? Larry's insane. He's wrong in every situation. The point of Curb. Like, I don't know. The, the point that of Curb. That guy took his clubs and he's going to get buried with my clubs? Those are my golf clubs. <laughs> what, I'm going to let him get buried in him? The point of Curb is that Larry is consistent at very least, but always absolutely fucking like like sociopathically self-involved well anyway yeah shouldn't have borrowed my clubs and died yeah uh good stuff um the other thing i did was uh went back and played uh the arxis fighting game hokuto no ken 
Shinpan no Sosose Kengo Retsuden, a.k.a. Decide the Destiny, man. That's it. You got your uh, Fist of the North Star Arxis fighting game. Uh, fucking awesome. Still great. Uh, it was one of the earliest, like, uh, IP fighting games they've they've made if i'm not sure if it's the first yeah. they've ever made but it was definitely like amongst the amongst the the earliest because uh that's ps2 era and then after that which they fucking nailed it um sure did. you got dragon ball and and persona showing up at the door and you know you just go yeah give these guys your anime they'll turn it into something amazing um i you know it, it kind of I wish that they were the kind of company that could do more. But if you think about how, like, a bunch of anime will come out, right? And then, like, Naruto and uh, My Hero and, you know, fucking Bleach, whatever it is. They'll just be like, yeah, man, just make, like, a 3D arena fighter. Throw it out there. Yeah, put a lot of characters it in it. And then add yeah. on for the sequels. Um just get cyber connected to do it. Fuck Just it. do whatever. It be good. And like you look at the work Arxis puts in on these games and they build a fucking incredible unique system for each of these games. And like, you know, Arx, uh, uh, like even though they're all anime and even though they're all air dashers, like Fist of the North Star plays nothing like Persona, plays nothing like Dragon Ball. Oh, nothing like. You know? Um, it's like saying but they the, make noodles. Yeah. Right? The only noodles thing. Noodles can be anything. The only thing you, they have in common is they're fast and they have, uh, uh, lots of meter. <laughs> and you can air dash in them. Gauges. You they know? Like gauges. And they might have an instant kill. Then again, no, Dragon Ball doesn't. Maybe. But, um, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of nuts, you know? So you just go back to it and, like, yeah, every little thing in this game, dude. Even though it's a pretty small roster, uh, it fucking—it's just so Very much fun. Very small roster for them. Like it's what is it like eight? Probably eight, uh, nine if yeah. you count uh, 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 Keno. But it's fucking just—it's so much fun. It's so broken. It's so insanely busted. Like one of the best poverty examples where. Comboing in that game is meant to get harder as time goes on because your character uh, is supposed to drop out of combos that last too long. But Yeah, they're supposed to get heavier. But what happens is they eventually get so heavy, quote-unquote, that the, the uh, I guess it would be the integer, like, inverts yeah. itself and becomes a negative number. And so they start bouncing up higher and higher where the weight makes them bounce further and more comboable the longer you go once you hit a certain point. If I remember correctly, that's what's responsible for Gandhi in civilization. The, the overflow. So new cappy. Yeah. Is that he he overflows the path of civism into like genocide. Amazing. Love that kind of fucking glitch. You know, love those bugs. So in this case, it opens the game up to uh, an incredible level of like combo nonsense and uh you get these amazing videos of people taking selfies while they're getting comboed in in grand finals uh you know just i what i did before this week we took a look at on, on um getting to fighting games i i went over some of the best videos 
of Hokuto no Ken, including my favorite match of a fighting game of all time. Yeah. Ever is a match of yeah. Fist of the North Star, and we watched it. It's the most exciting thing. It's the most exciting thing ever. So uh, tune in for that. It's it's literally. I don't think we still have we still haven't beaten it. Of all fighting games, and it's games. like the shittiest video recording, ever. worst like, quality so ever, bad. horrible audio, Japanese announcer just losing his mind. But it's it's the best. It's you know. So tune in to 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 the episode. Check that out, and some other really fun ones as well. There's that's not the only one. Um. I really, really wish that the people holding the license behind that game gave enough of a shit to port it forward. It seems like they're content with Muso games representing the brand. I I would love it if Arxis kept on the bandwagon of like, listen, shitty anime series for nerds. Let's make something valuable out of you. Like with Grand Blue. Right? Yeah. They took that gotcha nightmare and they made something cool. That'd be nice. Um, what if they did that with, like, other garbage? Like, uh... What's something that'll make people upset? Melancholy of Haroui Suzuki. <laughs> you should have just... They could do it. Should have just said, like, Fuck fate. Fuck it. Should have said fate. I should have said fate. But that was too obvious. It's, and it's already got a fighting game. But, oh no. Yeah, it's already got, like... 10 fighting games? I, I feel like it's got a ton of them. Did we play any of them? Yeah, we played um, we played uh, Fate Unlimited Codes, a.k.a. Fuck. Okay. We played Fuck. All right. Okay, good. Excellent. I remember when Fate's Day Night first got announced, and I was really hoping to see a Melty Blood-style French bread uh, fighting game come out of it. And it feels like the most obvious thing in the world. And then it didn't happen. It's not the way they went with it, you know? But uh, Saber showed up in a bunch of places, so, you know. Anyway. As uh, she does. But which Saber? The one with the sword made of wind? But what about the red one? I No, just the one from the original, from Fate's Day what Night. What about the fat one that Mom posts about? Yeah, I don't know the other ones. <laughs> Man, like there was that that whole conversation was so weird and meta because like literally the dumbest thing that I don't know about fate is what's the deal with fat Jolter only to go to Twitter and be like see people going why the fuck is Pat talking about fat Jolter and then mom going I'm sorry that's my bad it's my Twitter that caused Fat Jolter to appear on your podcast. Someone needs to film uh, their history class as they give a presentation with these history figures in their fate forms and yeah. just get the teacher's oh, face. Yeah. Just That's get it. get the teacher's face as they describe what fate is and how and who these historical figures are. That one's Thomas Edison. I need to see Is it? I need I need to see the 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 history teacher that's in his last five years on on the job just die inside and realize that hey at least they're retaining information I suppose they're not they've retained nothing 
all they've retained is not having money because they had to waste all of it on their SSR plus bathing suits. He didn't realize until it was too late that if you waifuize history, yeah. then you can teach it in an effective manner. Just turn history into waifu wars. It's that simple. Worked for Axis Powers Hitalia. Fucking Hitalia, man. God <laughs> damn it. Ugh, what a shame. So much potential. So much fucking potential. If they weren't scared, if they weren't fucking cowards, if they really leaned into it and just made everything what it should have been, Hitalia would have been the greatest thing of all time. If they had just made it the anime equivalent of that fucking text document that's pretending to be a civilization game of the world. (sighs) Yeah. No, it had to be polite, you know? Anyway. Anyway, someone's going to do it eventually. Just, eventually. You know. Um, I beat... Speaking of remembering history, uh, I saved Reach. Oh, yeah. I did it. You saved it, huh? Saved it. Oh, man. Totally big heroed up and defeated the really- Covenant and everybody fucking made it. It was great. What a what a what a amazing end to the Halo franchise to go back to the most victorious moment in Reach history and Halo where you get that final mission and it's like save the Halo. Yeah. I mean, everything about this game was telegraphed by the nature of its existence, right? Yeah. So, um I I think a lot of people expected me to be surprised by the events whereas like the first thing i said starting it was yeah this is rogue one because we're going back to before the fall and essentially showing you what happened so you know how the story goes now the question is is how much can you make it hurt before we hit the credits you know when's darth vader gonna turn off his breathing apparatus well, uh, they made it really good, and there's some pops in that game. It's actually game my my second favorite after two. Oh yeah, Reach to me is my second favorite. Uh, for me, it's Halo Two, Halo Reach right now, then three. Yeah, yeah. um, incredible, like. The, you know, and, and again, and it's it, it was and and it, the fact that I liked it as much as I did, knowing wh- what where it was going, and mm-hmm. just appreciating how they did it, I give it the extra credit. You know, like the moment that like you know you're you're getting to that you're getting through your finale, and then I'm like, oh look, it's Zach's last stand. Yeah, let's do it, and it fucking works. Um. Incredible. Incredible. So, yeah, Reach uh, gets a lot of credit for that. Um, it also does a really fun, uh, uh, does a really good thing. I-, I mentioned this last time, but the vibe switch, the change of uh, the feeling where you're not 
the super soldier hero saving the galaxy. You're a squad of grunts rolling out, doing your job. And uh, people are talking on comms, and the Covenant do not speak English. They speak fucking whatever alien language because they're a foreign-ass threat. And it, cont- it, and it takes them, and it makes them scary again. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's moments where you complete the mission, and you get to the dropship, and you're like, yay, victory! And as your dropship pulls out, you see 18 defeats in the horizon, just in the 180. The dropship has to 180 to turn around and blast off. And in that one pan, you're like, there are like eight or nine different failed missions in my sight right now before we fucking take off. And you're like, oh boy, there's, the Covenant is is a problem. There's a lot good in that game. Like everybody talks about the final mission as the, the big one. But for me, the absolute height of that game's like... Nah, like just the game shaking its head at you going, nah, is that elaborate mission. We're going to bomb that fucking cruiser, man. We're going to bomb that fucking capital ship. And your your buddy stays behind yep. with a bomb. Yep. And he's like, make it count. Make and it count. Like, oh, it was such a fucking huge sacrifice. But look at that fucking thing light up. Yeah. And then like 10 just come in. Seconds later. Just bam, 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 bam. You're like, oh, this so, is so pointless. The one thing I said this about is so pointless. The one thing I said about that moment was they could have the one thing they should have done there is he he sends you off and he does the hero, and they should have had that explosion stall for just a moment to see the ships arrive. And then it goes off. So he would have the chance to see it and no, go... That's not good for your drama. That's just sad for that guy. And also, he's not seeing through like a mile of shit. But if you want to fucking just oof, you need to have that moment overlap by just like three seconds. You know? That would have been fucking brutal. But anyway... Um, you're, cra- you're evil. It would have been good though. It would have got evil you. Bad man. No, that's how you write it, man. That's how you write it because then you're extra don't, like. Don't write things. That's de- wrong. You're then you're extra like fuck these people. That would have been great. Um. Anyway, uh, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. If uh, it, that's gut wrenching, Wooly, as war should be. Should it not? Anyway, it was great. It was really good. That's a weird sentence. Like, war should be gut-wrenching. If you're telling a story and it's fictional. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's just like... I'm not exactly going to sit here and tell you that war should be easy-breezy. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be clean. Uh, it's why uh, Saving Private Ryan had the impact it did when I watched it. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. Right? When the camera's on the ground with you and you're seeing the way this should look, you're like, oh yeah. No, it shouldn't be this thing taking place from a distance with generals around a lit up fucking, uh, 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 you know, uh, computer screen. Nah, man, it should be fun and cool like the Call of Duty. Well, we got there eventually. Um, 
but yeah anyway i i, I think uh that's uh, that's all i i, I was like I, in the, with that moment i just had a little version there but but regardless not to get too caught in the fucking weeds um that was uh really really well done uh there was definitely some flubs where you're like that's just a a a, a full-on plot hole that just pulled up shot a bullet and then flew away <laughs> don't you know, worry about it don't think too hard about why uh this this covenant ship seems to want to just cause the most tragedy right here in this one particular way and then laugh as it flies away <laughs> you know even if there is a backstory behind who that is and what because it's evil yeah um but that's you see that's the difference though the difference between like like uh puppy kicking evil like we 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 spent the time to like snipe you and just you and then leave like like pawing our fingers together versus just the 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 sadness of of mistime mistiming you know i i think uh anyway so that was that was there uh, that's a kind of fucking goof and um not entirely uh, uh, from reach, but just something that I happened to hit before I started this. And, and I talked about it um, in, in the LP. The Halo 3 Legendary Terminals include some really cool extra details about the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is uh, mind-blowingly fucking incredible. And it is a description of the final confrontation between uh basically the two ai that are fighting each other at the moment that the halo goes off in the past for the first time mm-hmm. and it is told from the perspective of these ai from this ai uh controlling the battlefield at that point because um the forerunners are essentially letting these letting this ai offensive bias take care of the the fighting just take control of the ships yeah. do what you have to do and uh mendicant bias the original evil ai that is like on the side of you know uh uh the 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 flood and all that is coming with uh it it like the numbers it's using to describe this battle are like so impossibly huge like millions upon millions of ships involved in one area notation? that it's like this could never be depicted in any way outside of text unless someone went insane at like blur studio and tried to do it you know mm-hmm. um but what is described is uh so fucking rad that like i would respect the attempt if they ever bothered but it does it in a timeline fashion where it describes the point at which um there's a there's a point you get to where you know, humans are still involved and they're pretty much like, we know this is just a matter of stalling for time because mm-hmm. the flood are a problem and everyone here is like, okay, we got to let the halos do what they do. And, mm-hmm. um, did I, I don't know. Did I talk about this already? I feel like I'm getting deja vu, but no. Okay. They, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. They hit a point where, uh, they're counting down the, 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 the timer until the halo goes off. And right. in the final moments of like this, like flood controlled AI side versus the the forerunner side, they realize that like okay, now that um, <laughs> they have the fight t- 
to stop things as much as they can, and they have ships pa- practically kamikazing themselves into different groups and whatnot. But it hits a point where they, uh, the way that it describes it is uh, the halo goes off and it destroys all life in the area, and it's for the best that uh, the humans are no longer around for this because with them not being in the ships, I'm going to be using dreadnoughts to do things that should not be physically possible, except that we have warp drives on them. Sure. And it starts describing the way it's using warp drives as like just like it's throwing them in nonsense formations at the millions and millions of flood to just stall for time, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm like, this is the coolest space battle I've ever heard described. And it's such a shame that it's too ambitious to ever be depicted. You know? Um incredible. Incredible. Um Anyway, whatever I get wrong about the lore on that, I don't know yet, so I'm still going through the adventure. Uh, 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 but just that's, that was something that I thought was really, really, really fucking cool. And, uh, yeah. Halo, Halo, one, two, three, and reach down. Hey, wait a second. Is this about the Bible? Oh my god. Cause there was an ark. And halos. Yeah, we had this and moment. The flood. We had this moment. It was a massive blow. Covenant. Yeah. So, little late to the party on it, but there was a massive blow up. Wait, John one seventeen. Oh man, that's like a Moses thing. Yep. Is Matt? Is John Halo Moses? Not Moses. Is he Jesus? Not Jesus. He might be Jesus. He's probably not Jesus. More importantly, um, the moment that that dawned on me was captured. It was a blow up. And the further you dig, the further you scratch, the more you realize there's a flood, there's an ark, there's a covenant. Uh, Is Cortana the apple? No, and I... I don't yet know what Cortana is. I'm not there yet. I will find out more in the next, but not right, not yet. Um, there's all kinds of fucking clear, loud analogies that are that are quite. Hey, look, it's the Bible. It's the word of the Almighty James Jimmy. Excuse me. I think the actual worst one ever. So I'm I'm obviously taking the piss. I knew all this shit. I'm just having funzy. I think the actual worst one was the Mass Effect thing, where in the future they're like, tell us about the shepherd, papa. And you're like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to fucking barf. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I, 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 will, I will get to the bottom of it at some point. But I'm sure there's more babbling to go. Uh, Reach was good. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much that. I'm, I'm currently, uh, uh, struggling in Teppen, lost my way, trying to find, uh, oh, no. the, 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 the Akuma's, the Akuma deck isn't quite doing it. It's doing it slowly, but there's a lot of people that are doing some broken shit that I need to understand. So, uh, you know, I'm continuing with that. Um, but yeah, you can check out all of this. And, of course, uh, Tsushima and 
what should be the finale of uh, Mario Thousand Year Door coming up soon on Wooly Versus on Twitch and Wooly Versus on YouTube. Um, of course, there will be new things once that all cycles out, including uh, as well Reach that just, that just finished off. Um, Are you in that kind of place where like almost everything is cycling out simultaneously? Starting to get a new cycle going. Yeah, we're about ready that's, for a new cycle. A, a nerve wracking period. It is. It is. I've got some plans. I've got some fun ideas. But uh, right now we are going to be going through the rotation. Uh, Tsushima is going to like obviously uh, continue, but um, the others are all mixing up. And. Uh, I might have a special event to announce on this coming Saturday. Uh, I might be doing a special. You mean you're going to announce it this Saturday? Or well, like... I'm waiting for more details on this, but it's a, it's a sponsored thing. Yeah. I might be doing a, 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 a sponsored special stream, uh, this Saturday, but I need to confirm whether or not things are happening. So the schedule will look a little bit different. Please uh, keep an eye out for this Saturday. And more details will pop up on Twitter. If and when I get confirmation of things. They're going to they're gonna write you back and be like, no, lol, we canceled. Yeah, in which case, then it's not going to go down and then I'll fucking just do whatever. But uh, yeah, right now, the 12th is the day to, to watch. So um, let's take... Quick word from our sponsors. If you'll excuse me, I need to use the restroom. All right. A quick break then. We'll be back in a couple minutes. We'll be back in just a moment. Right. So, quick word from our sponsors. Who we got this week, Wolves? This week, Castle Super Beast is sponsored by Bombus. Hey, Bombus. Socks, y'all. What's up? You put them on I'm not your f- wearing socks right now, and I think that has contributed to dry feet. I should probably wear socks more often. You should. And if you're going to do it, you're definitely going to want to do it in a way that's comfortable, cozy, feels good, uh, you know, gets you, uh, gets you better, gets you a better feeling, better feeling toesies than, than the, the garbage socks that you get thrown at Christmas, you know. Get rid of all of that. You don't need that trash in your life. You need to step it up with some better made quality socks. And uh, that's where Bombus Bombus steps in. In addition to uh, the fact that uh, they contribute to uh, vulnerable members of the community. Basically, when uh, you buy a pair, they give a pair uh, to those in need. And that's a pretty cool uh part of their mission so yeah bombus is those socks the most comfortable socks in the history of feet they they are uh around with the the new tech that gets rid of those seam lines those garbage seam lines that bother you you can feel them inside your your socks when like they're badly made and there's that that like little like stitch that sucks this this gets rid of that entirely nope i just don't care for it and then they soften, and as you walk on them over time, you get this whole wear and tear, and then suddenly, bam, holes in your socks because you didn't think twice about getting a good quality pair. Well, keep keep your feet nice. Keep your feet cozy. Uh, you never know 
who wants to see those feet? And if they want to see those feet... Apparently everyone does. Whoever wants to see those feet probably want to see those feet being nice and nice and cozy, nice and warm, not all fucked up and creepy and weird. Listen, put some coverings on your disgusting flesh stumps so that no one can see your horrible toes. And if you're going to cover up your flesh stumps... Make sure it's soft and nice, like Bombas. There you go. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash superbeast. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash superbeast for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash superbeast. Buy some socks. Support the podcast. Support those in need. It's a win-win-win. Thanks, Bombas. Thank you, Bombas. Uh, and this week, Castle Superbeast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. As previously described, this is the go-to simple solution that is just like, hey, do you want to unlock the ability to watch whatever you want without restrictions? I do. Do you want to click a button to undo the damage that living in a different country, a different patch of dirt that says you're not allowed to enjoy what you want enforces upon you? Yes. ExpressVPN is that button. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's the VPN that it, you know, you can basically set your, uh, uh, you can set your privacy to be available in uh to be excuse me you can set your privacy settings you can uh emulate being in a different location and you can watch things on netflix that otherwise wouldn't be available to you um there's you can even go like looking for the office uh, in different countries we have a we have a french version of the office here there is a British version of The Office, of course, the original, but there's tons of multilingual ones from all around the world as well. And uh, you can check them out to see what's going on there. Uh, personally, I know uh, using ExpressVPN was how I was able to enjoy uh, Terrace House back in the back in the days of the season. So, you know, absolutely get access to your 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 otherwise region locked content. By getting ExpressVPN. I like to pretend I'm in Jersey. There you go. Not sure why, but yeah. Because it's in America. There you go. That's good enough. Uh, so yeah, for less than seven bucks a month, ExpressVPN lets you access thousands of new shows and movies on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, tons of other streaming services. It's a no-brainer, and it couldn't be easier to use. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app on your computer, your TV, select a location, and connect. Uh, yeah, if you're using it on browser, it's literally you just click in your add-on thing on my phone. Fucking button. Yeah, on my phone, you just you tap it, press the power button, and it's on, and that's it. And it's, uh, it's super fast. It doesn't slow down your connection. You got the ability to stream in HD with no issues. So get the most out of your streaming services today at expressvpn.com slash superbeast. Uh, if you use our link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash superbeast. Expressvpn.com slash superbeast to learn more. 
watch what you want, unrestricted, support the podcast. It's all you need. Thank you, ExpressVPN. Thanks, ExpressVPN. So, this week in game news, uh, hey, Nintendo celebrates Mario a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Celebrates Mario with the Mario Direct announcing Super Mario 3D All-Stars, a collection of Mario 64, totally the best way to play that game right now. Totally oh, the number one. To- yep, just that's the way you want to play it. Um, also includes Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. It's like Mario All-Stars back on the Super Nintendo, except now it's the, the 3D version. Wait a second, Wooly. Mm-hmm. Where's Mario Galaxy 2? I don't know. Not there. Now, I've heard a lot of good things about Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, it's great. I've heard uh, uh, a lot of really good things about Mario Galaxy 2. I've heard some people even going as far as to say that it's their favorite Mario game. It's probably my favorite Mario game. There you go. Um, I didn't uh, play it, but considering how much I loved Galaxy 1, I... Don't see that as a stretch because Galaxy is my favorite Mario game. So, yeah, I believe it. Now, it didn't show up on that list. Why not? Who knows? Maybe they want to sell it later. Maybe they want to sell it after the timed, <laughs> the timed purchase window has expired. Uh, because for some reason, Alongside this announcement came the news that it will launch on September 18th and be available until March 2021. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why? What is this? What is this fake, scarce uh, uh, economy you're trying to create? This rush to a, to a purchase here. With the, what, like, like, why are you treating digital as this weird shelf thing? It's a file. People want to download it. They'll give you money for it. It's older games being reported. And it's totally, for sure, for real, the best looking version of Mario 64. Totally not something that people could play in any other way if they wanted to with more options and visible control. But, they're putting it up on the shelf for a couple of months and then taking it down less than a year later. I don't fucking understand what Nintendo... Like, why? Why is Nintendo still like this? I thought they were ironing so, and ironing out these kinks. So, I'd like to add two pieces of information to this. One of which is that by digging around on the 35th anniversary Mario website, it's been discovered that they left some old text in there that this shit was in fact delayed by like five or six months. This shit was... Remember how early this leaked? This leaked like over a year ago? Sure. 
it was supposed to this we were supposed to be hearing about this and being talking about it coming out in like like six months ago which would have made more sense because then it would have been like march to march and it would have been almost for the whole year of the 35th anniversary right second is that pre-orders for this thing are going for like 260 to 300 dollars uh for scalpers well this by making any limited physical item you are just handing scalpers money instead of yourself that's where i was going to go next it's nintendo apparently loves the secondary market that 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 comes out to fucking uh uh haunt these situations it's an absolute dream it's an absolute dream for them to see a game it like is- this with a fucking expiry- expiration date on it it is so baffling. Nintendo keeps doing this with every like, oh, it'll be really limited. You'll you'll have to really try hard to get it. It's like, no, I won't get it at all. I'll have to pay a scalper. This is the kind of thing that you create. You literally create this market out of nothing. They learned nothing from the amiibos. They learned nothing. This it's it's amiibos, it's Metroid Prime trilogy, it's you know, just like and it's and it's based on a simple thought clearly which is yeah end of fiscal year let's force the purchases to all happen in this limited window because remember if it's only here for a limited time you got to go now but it's like it's a fucking file man you're actually just making it so that most of the money from this will not go to you for the physical it will copies, go to jackasses. At the, at the very least, most certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. It just. It's so dumb. You know. Um, also, if, like, if you do happen to be someone that has physicals because you don't want to have to uh, commit storage storage space, then well, fuck you. You know. Although I suppose you can just also, archive it and download it later. But like, they're they're creating a situation in which. So there's a lot of complex emotions. There's a lot of complex legalese or whatever around the issue of emulators, right? Particularly with Nintendo. Yep. However, they are creating a situation in which I believe the average person will feel morally justified pirating these games because they'll go, we're selling it for a limited time. And you go, cool, I got a Switch uh, for my birthday. I would love to play Mario 64. That seems like a classic, right? And uh, my birthday's in April. So can I go down and get a copy of uh, uh, Mario 3D All-Star or whatever the fuck it's called? And Nintendo goes, no, eat shit, you bitch. You missed the window. Uh, The only place you can get it now is uh, $600 from some shady motherfucker on eBay. And I go, not even from you? And they go, no, fuck you. Or you could always go plug in a GameCube. Right. Oh, which they don't sell anymore. Or a Wii. Which they don't sell anymore. Or an N64. Which they don't sell. Right? And so it's like, it, then, it, it, then it literally becomes, Nintendo says to you, well, I guess that's too bad. You're not allowed to play this. To which case, the average person is going to go, oh, okay then. Fuck you. I'm going to go download it, LOL. So, um, I 
I I think that it's awesome that there is uh this exists so that people that are super young can get access to these fucking amazing games they otherwise might have dodged, you know? Someone who uh uh might have just straight up been like, "Yo, my first Mario game was Odyssey." Like gets to go back and see some really cool shit. Uh and Sunshine included, which, you know, uh I wonder how much uh the new people are gonna. F- I wonder what the new fans of Sunshine are gonna are gonna say about it. Considering at the time there was such a controversy, but now it feels like a distant memory. That's uh, really kind of Sunshine that you think there'll be new fans of Sunshine. I st- I'm one of the people that thinks that Sunshine got too harsh of a fucking rap. I happen. I'm whatever the opposite of that person is. You know, I think. I think. I think Sunshine is remembered too fondly. I think people. I think people were too mean to Sunshine. I think it was. It was. It was all right. Uh, I had fun with it. I definitely thought there was um, a complete like the, the 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 impact of Galaxy and the impact of sixty four are fucking sh- earth shattering. They're massive, massive games. Sunshine did not have that impact at all, but. I think it not having that impact is not cause for it to be like. Oh no, I really dislike Sunshine. All right, like I, I like, and and it, and some of them are petty reasons. Like step one of me not liking Sunshine and the fact that it never had a chance in my mind is that the flood sucks and is stupid. So like that that was my starting point on Sunshine. I thought the game was fun. I had fun with the game. That's that's about the beginning, middle, and end of it. Um, but it's just uh, it's just that stupid bird from Banjo turned into a water hose. Yeah, you know, sort of. The bird's name is Kazooie, by the way. Oh, right. That's not really a negative, but uh, anyway. So Sunshine is there. People can play it. New 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 people can get their hands on it, uh, and then they can fucking play Galaxy and, and get their brains rocked by how awesome it is. Um, but I, you know, and and between this and like Nocturne's coming out, so you're like, yeah, new new generations of people, new kids can get access to some awesome shit uh, from from yesteryear. But one, it just sucks that. Like, there's this double bummer with it. The Galaxy 2 part might come later, so who knows? But I just don't... I don't know why they look at this and think that, like, the announcement is not going to also be marred with the negativity of this second piece of information. Like, I feel like if, if retail stores still existed, this would be the time for me to print out a bunch of stickers and go slap the sticker that says morally okay to steal after March 31st, 2021. Unless they decide to have some, like, we're bringing it back thing, you know? Or like, um, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine... Like the you know, or like here's a here's we're working on Galaxy Two and here's a code for it. Now that's included for a new package or some shit. I I I, I just you think they'll put out new DLC content for a product you're not allowed to buy? No, anymore? no, not no, not DLC. No, I think if anything, Galaxy Two might be if they ever do it, 
they might put that on some sort of uh, uh, standalone thing or its own thing because it would make sense to bundle it with Odyssey like Odyssey's current. Fucking limited digital edition, man. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That's so stupid. It really... I feel like it's been a while since there's been a good old classic Nintendo foible. I haven't had any like this recently. And all you had to do was just announce that you're porting these old games that people love. And that's it. That's it. That's all you had to do. It's a win-win-win. It's the anniversary. Some ca- some companies don't even give a fuck about the anniversary of their characters. They get no acknowledgement whatsoever. <laughs> you know, some mascots are left in the dirt. Here, yay. Nice big acknowledgement. All you had to do was just go, hey, look, the games are here now. It's it's sick. It's awesome. It's, they were late. They were delayed. But it's it, it's fine. It's here now. And it's here to stay. You know? Nintendo is the worst at this consistently of of I, like why can't you just be like a normal just be company? normal I like I thought they were getting better I really I, I it's wishful thinking uh but yeah this just reminds you that you're like no they're still treating this they're- weird new digital age as as something that they can manipulate like they're treating it as if other marketplaces don't already exist without this bullshit, and that people are not never forget used to alternatives. Never forget that when um, they brought in external uh, support for the Wii U's online, they had to ask people, "Please stop mentioning PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. None of our developers are familiar with those services." They don't know what you're talking about when you describe them. I'm still salty that the Wiimotes have storage space in them, but didn't allow you to cut to transfer your saves. What about how the fact that there was never a way to transfer your Wii U save ever? At all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh Get an external and fucking uh, 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 hope for the best. Do your thing. Do you? Did you see that interview with Sakurai about Wi-Fi? Yeah. Smash online today. I mean, okay, it's like, that's it's a different. Adorable. It's a different docket, but like, sure. Uh, is it? I mean, it's really straight. It's really simple, right? But because to me, this is more like. I mean, Sakurai is not Nintendo, but it's like a perfect example. Of like, hey, Sakurai, why don't you put Wi-Fi indicators in Smash? Uh, because if we do that, then people will know when other players are on Wi-Fi, and we don't want to do that. And, you know... They could de- they could decline the match. God bless. Um, but, you know, Keats is like, yeah, that's yeah. the point. Wait, what do you mean Keats is like? Everyone is like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'm saying, but then the other... And then followed that up with the um, the, the, the the description is of like, do you think that... Uh, it's like, like, why do you think Wi-Fi indicators exist in current games? A, 
Is it because developers of these video games know something about the way these connections work and that there is a difference between one type and another that can affect the performance of, 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 of matchmaking? Or B, uh, LOL, nah, I got the good Wi-Fi though. They don't know what they're talking about. I bought the good Wi-Fi. You know, like it's just, it's like there's a reason why this currently exists in things. Right. It's just behind the times everywhere else. And then, you know, um, we got to watch as, uh, the, the, the Wi-Fi smash warrior, uh, uh, collective came out in fucking droves to just go to war with Sejam over the, uh, the discussion about rollback and Sakurai saying that, um, they could have done it, but they didn't do it. And that the, you know, it, the implementation difficulty was too high or whatever. And it's like, well, that's upsetting. Well, I heard, we heard now, now here's the thing, right? This is where it's great. This is where it's great because he's not wrong because we've confirmed this with Fizzy, the guy who literally put Smash roll back in to melee yeah (laughs) he did it himself right we talked to them and we talked to him and he explained he's like yes singles is one thing uh doubles multi uh uh, four-way would be another but it it'd be hard but it can be done and it was done by fucking icons the the project m people's game that that came and went and it was PlayStation All Stars PlayStation fucking All Stars Battle Royale had it. So yes, it's not easy, but it was done by inferior Smash clones and a guy with a couple of weeks on his hands. Your Nintendo. This is one of your flagship titles. Sells like 20, 30 million copies. It's a game easy for free that is released to a console that by default tr- forces you into a Wi-Fi connection. You can't get wired without going a roundabout way to do so. Everyone in this game could benefit the most from a good network, uh, 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 networking fucking uh, uh, netcode, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, no, just nonsense. And... People who are just, like, completely uninformed about everything, but very opinionated because, hey, feeling right and feeling wrong are the exact same thing. Just show up to, um, you know, basically go, fuck you elitists, I got the good Wi-Fi. Nintendo's fine, Sakurai's right, I agree with him, the netcode should stay bad. <laughs> and you're like, How, what can you? what can you do except, like... Just, you know, it's it's so tiring to see competent professionals look into a camera and go, but it's really hard as like while you're watching amateurs achieve it in their spare time. Because then but it's really hard turns into ah, I don't want to. Yeah. I hope that um, what we're seeing here is, again, just the the last resistance uh, 
of the fact that like we've already made it this way and this is what we're committed to and we're not going to go back and build it from scratch and uh you know what i i i hope that this loudness is going to affect everything being worked on from here forward i think nintendo and smash would be the absolute last people to ever listen to the wave that's coming i think arxis being the first is interesting i hope that it works out really well and i think if arxis successfully does it with strive uh we're gonna see it uh kind of you know we're going to see it move on from there to other Japanese companies, but Nintendo will absolutely be the last one to ever give a fuck about this. They had to acknowledge it because enough people certainly made their will, their 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 thoughts known on the matter. I, I don't know, man. But the like, acknowledgement the is the best we'll get. In which locals can happen, and you got Harada standing up going. We're thinking of using AI to predict what your character's going to do if your connection drops. Yeah. So. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What what is your fucking moral, like, opposition to role? What the fuck is the problem here? Well, and and, and this is where I I shout out Corey Gaming for being such an incredible fucking channel. But. Great channel. Um. The, the whole, the, the thought process behind even that AI type of discussion is essentially that fighting games, and this is, this is, you know, Corey had a, a video on this. Fighting games are at their most fun when you are fighting someone that is close to your skill level. This is where optimal fun window occurs. Uh, blowing people out and or getting blown out yourself is not at all the same experience as having a close match with somebody. And the developers know this. And like Harada talking about that and them getting into that AI stuff is just a a weird, like you got to the same conclusion by walking through the wrong window, through the wrong door. We you got to the same place of like, okay. We want people to have fun by fighting an opponent that's close to their skill gap, but instead of deciding to allow them to find a player in this large skill base that can match that with better netcode, they're like, maybe we can just simulate it with better CPU options. And I, I'm I'm genuinely starting to feel that it is because rollback was invented by Americans. It that's a part of it for sure. But like just straight up, that's a part of it because it's not the like, it's not the full on like you nasty American netcode as much as it is. We do things our way, and this is we've had. No one's sat down. Maybe they have at this point, but I doubt it. I'm gonna go ahead and say I bet you no one sat down to have the discussions with anyone from GGPO at a Japanese company that might have had that discussion with a netcode specialist that jumped from SNK to Capcom to Arxis, uh, uh, you know, sat w- maybe maybe over to, to Bandai Namco. Like, there might have been netcode specialists that went through all these companies and they had a fucking couple nights together drinking and having a good time and then they talked shop about netcode. No one had that with the GGPO rollback world. So yeah, the the the, the 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 American part is absolutely part of it. It's a situation where you've got 
GGPO and everybody involved with it going, it's free, use it, it's use it, it's free, we'll provide documentation, just use it, it's good. And Capcom looks at that and goes, yeah, we could use that free solution that has all this documentation and is proven to work. But let's do our own badly twice. Like, why? Just... Is it just because you didn't invent it? Progress is slow. I really, really wish it wasn't. But it is. And it just takes for fucking ever to get the message across. And once it's received, it then has to be beaten in through failure of maintaining the status quo. So they need to be yelled at for long enough, loudly enough, and then also fail many times before it's like we have nothing else to lose. We might as well change. I I, I just want that League of Legends fighter to come out and make them look stupid. I don't even care if it's good. Like I just want it to come out, and for all every all the reviews to be like, "Wow, this plays really great online." Unlike Street Fighter Five, and then I want somebody to hold the netcode and development people SF Five up to a TV monitor, and have them forced to play with Brazilians for a week from Japan. We've been doing things this way for a while now. And that is fine. Nothing needs to change is a extremely difficult mindset to crack open. It's just the way it is. All right. Well, that, I mean, we can circle that back around. It's like, what's wrong with the Disney vault? Ah. Huh? It worked for Disney, right, guys? Apparently, that Mulan, by the way, is a fucking oh, trash. Oh, that, oh, that, that thread. Ooh, that thread. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, the w- traditional watch along in the form of screenshots and a lot of Twitter, Twitter um, tweets in a row about the Mulan re the new Mulan movie. Um, you Strong. mean the $30 film, Mulan? Uh, Shout-outs to that other tweet about the, the, where the dude just dubbed over a scene in it. Dude. Oh, yeah, that dude's great. I was watching that earlier. I didn't know that Donnie Yen was in that. Yeah. I like it's, Donnie it's, Yen it's a lot. to make it legit. And Donnie Yen is now in with Disney because of the yeah. fucking Star Wars. It's the Jedi crap. He's yeah. in there now. Man, it's been a long, we've come a long way since Chapeau Long, you know? Sure have. <laughs> Those days are fucking gone. Donnie's great, though. Um, hmm. Well, hey, Wooly, you see that new video card? Hold on. There was also oh, Mario's was- 3D World and Bowser's Fury. 
Yeah, but they didn't say what that was, did they? AKA Bowser's furry. I saw that. Well, I mean, it's it's they're re-releasing Mario 3D World, and they're we don't know what Bowser's furry is, but is this one limited time also? This one is coming out on February 12th and has not wow. been given an end date. This should have been included in this package. It should have, but it is not because it is I guess one they're put they're making a DLC campaign for it, but two um I'm guessing they just kind of went, yeah, this is worth more. And to be fair, rewatching that trailer, I kind of got hit with a fucking nostalgia bomb of like, oh my god, that game was amazing. Mario 3D World was kind of incredible. Um, I super yeah, for- right. I forgot how good it was. It was really good. Like, absolutely fucking strong. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, f- I felt bad for should, forgetting. It should be included in that collection. Anyway, we continue to snatch the Wii U's babies as we stomp it into its home. It's kind of crazy how deep it is in, yet we can still reach the babies. There's more babies. There's always more yeah. babies. Back in the grave view. Uh, yeah, so that's coming out a month before All-Stars is delisted. Cool. So, please get excited for that. Awesome. Fucking Nintendo. Ugh. Okay. So, now then, in the meantime, I would like to pour one out, hypothetically, Mm. pour one out for my boy Reggie, who just finished... Uh, buying a 2000 series. Oh, no! In advance when? of this announcement about a month or two ago. No, they were already talking about these a month ago. And he was told. But he's building his new rig... And he's doing it the way I fucking recommended he not do it, which is getting them piece by piece. He got the video card first. Uh, he's, he got, I think he got his chipset and then he's going to start getting other things. And I was like, dude, that is the absolute worst way to build it. Exactly. And I tried to tell him this and then someone sent in a message to go, dude, they're already talking about the next generation. The 3000s, the NVIDIA 3000s, we already know they're about to, get to to drop. I was looking at leaked benchmarks like two weeks ago. We told him. It's a rough I told you so, but it fucking also, happened. I, I've been looking at building a new PC and like just keeping my existing one as a backup or maybe a recording device, right? That kind of thing. Maybe put it upstairs, have it be like a second streaming room. But like, so I'm looking at like getting an AMD thing, right? I'm looking at motherboards. I'm looking at processors. What do I find out? What's the first thing I find out that I look up? I go and I click upcoming AMD processors. 
and you get a page of the new, new processor from AMD are rumored to come out in September, October. And I go, okay, well, I'm not going to choose my motherboard until I know what the processors are, so I'll fucking wait until they at least exist. The video cards, like, NVIDIA does the same fucking thing every single year at the same time in the same month. They always do it in August. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's new to this game, and, like... I, and you know, getting advice from a couple sources, and and I think he kind of listened to someone that was like, "Oh, look, there's a deal. There's a deal on these. Get the you know, there's a like a uh, you can go get these now." And like you, the the frenzy of some friends being like, uh, "Oh shit, go get this part right now. It's on sale or whatever," just kind of kicks in. Never, ev- that is literally a buyer's trap that they do. A hundred percent. The, the manufacturer. The manufacturers, two months before the new cards come out, put in some shitty $200 off a $2,000 card deal. And then they go, hey, because they know that the price on those things is going to crash down like $500 the the day that the new ones get announced. So the fucking 3080 gets announced, and it's everything and more, and it's less expensive than the one he got. Have you... You've- You've seen the 3090, right? You've literally seen the photo of the fucking thing? The baby? The thing that's the size of a child? I just sent it to you. It, like... The fucking foot-long, 38-pound video card. So, like, step one, first of all, is, like, find a box that's even gonna fit this shit in it. Easy. Any any decent mid-size ATX that has a storage bay that can be removed will fit it. Okay. Uh... Second is, and this is an important one, and you are probably well aware of this, the first generation might suck. So, this is the second generation of the style of card. The first generation was the last one, and it kind of did suck. Um, you gotta wait for the second impact. Is, what you're thinking of is the first batch and yes, the first batch might suck. There's a higher likelihood at the very beginning to get a brick in the mail. Uh, and that has totally happened to me. So uh, you need to kind of wait a little bit to see how it's going before dipping your toe in. Especially well, on that this kind of investment. That used to be the case more. But now they the, now the way that it ends up working is that... A couple days before the cards actually go on sale, Tom's Hardware and Hard OCP and Legit Reviews and all those places will have their benchmark reviews and performance reviews up ahead of time. So you still might run into like a brick being sent to you, but in terms of actual performance per dollar, you'll know. Uh, like nobody got it and got a 2080 Ti a couple years ago not knowing what they were going to get. Okay, fair enough. Um, hard OCP is gone. That sucks. Oh man. But um, and also, and here's the funny thing: the reason why they do that now, especially, is because if the reviews aren't out by the time the things go like live, you're not going to get a card. You're just not going to get it. Mm. The idea of like waiting, you, you so you get to either get it the day they go live on sale, or wait. Until next year. So, um, I'm not. I don't. Uh, we. I've had this the, the discussion a couple times now, and it was like, 
like Reggie just came in and slumped defeated onto the couch. And I'm like, dude, look. You should have passed him along to me because I would have fucking screamed my he ass knows. off at his He knows. Man. He knows at this point, right? It's, so it's not to rub salt in the wound on this thing, right? But like uh, it, it, it is very clear at this point that like that was the fuck up. That was the mistake. But here's what I'm – but here's what I'm telling him, all right? I'm like, Reggie – you're you're trying to build yourself a nice rig, right? You want to he wants to stream with it and stuff. Um are you going to be streaming in 8K anytime soon? 8K 60 at that. Probably not. Right? Probably not. So what you're looking to 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 play and stream um will be more than handled by what he got. Yes, it will. Absolutely. He will be fine. And when unless he unless he goes cheap on the processor. Uh I think he's taking his time with it. I'm not 100%, but I think he's I think he's going not cheap on it. But of course, saving up for it. But like Okay, by the way, the processor, there are new processors coming out in a month and a half. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, there are new ones coming in like six weeks. Okay. Uh, I will. It, I will let him know that immediately and fucking send him in this direction. Because here's the thing. Um. The 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 it, it's what he has is prob is more than fine for what he's planning to do. And then, um, a couple years, maybe two years from now, if and when you start seeing like regular application of 8k then you want to kind of look into it when uh, uh, the platforms that you can use it on are ready for it then you might want to possibly consider your options based on what is available to buy but for now what you have is fine and it will be fine for a very long time and that's the main thing is that like he knows that but it just feels bad to know that the generational leap has already occurred and is cheaper and it's right there and that you're getting the stuck. cards, like the 2080 – so what do you get, a TI, a 2080 TI or a 2080? Uh, I think it was – was it a 75 or an 80? I'm not – I don't – it was, there is no such no, thing. No, no, no. I think I think I think he I think he said I think he said 2080. I think he said 2080. Okay. He sent me a the picture. The 3080 is like $300 cheaper and literally twice as fast. Yeah. So it sucks to know that that is out there for that price. It does let him still do everything he set his goals for. Nothing will be out of reach. Like the product he purchased will do what he needs it to do. Yeah. It's just extra knowledge that fuck, you know? Now, here's the thing. Everybody has made this mistake with PC stuff at some point. Most of us made this mistake back in the 90s. And it cost us like $60 in terms of opportunity cost. Right? Nowadays, these things, oh, they're pricey. Fuck. You really, really got to fucking learn. A th- it's like learning a skill. Yeah. Figuring out what, when to buy your PC parts. And not just that, 
but not getting suckered into, oh shit, it's on sale, right? But actually, at least for me, uh, because I'm like, I've been through the ringer on this. I've built my shit. I've done it. Now it is wait till you can have the whole thing put together and sent to you complete. Right? Or at least all the pieces. And then at the see. very least, all the parts, and then you do it yourself. Whatever you want. But so waiting uh, to have Newegg it actually all. has a Newegg has a really good feature for this, where they have a PC builder, air quotes. But it's literally just pick out all the parts, and they'll be like, do you want this, 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 yeah. this, this? Yeah. And it'll only show you co- compatible motherboards and compatible CPUs. And then only when every box on this thing is ticked yeah. do you hit the button piecemeal one at a time putting it on the shelf to stare at it and feel good that you have one more piece of the puzzle purchasing is exactly how you fuck yourself over in this way so it's also a good way to fuck yourself over with rmas because if you buy a stick of ram that ends up being defective mm. and then it is uh now actually been sitting on your shelf for two months yeah you yep. might be a little you might be closer or even over the uh fucking warranty for it and you want to talk about like a uh, 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 customer service and 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 uh, uh return policy uh there has never been a field of hardware i can think of that was more aggressive with absolutely no returns under no circumstances than pc hardware you're fucking holding whatever you purchase it made its way to you. That's done. Unless you found, unless you know something I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, you get an RMA request if depending on where you buy the it. travel. That's always alone. That's a pain in the ass. The travel alone is enough for the company to be like, "Nah, that's yours now. No fucking refunds." Not sure what you're talking about. I have I've never I've never gotten anything where uh they're like they're like yeah we'll take that back no problem especially if you're talking about like uh, uh anything that is really fragile anything that is uh possibly bricked in the box as you said yeah you've made you've made exchanges no problem yeah I have okay fair enough. I've gotten no luck on that in the past. But so what I'm probably going to do myself actually is wait till the new Ryzen's are announced, uh grab all the pieces, attempt to put it together myself, and failing that, take it to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, but you buy all the parts at the same time. That's that's how you look like this is the learning lesson i suppose this is the um this is the one that hurts and then you never make this mistake again boy that's this oh he's gonna be real careful in the future uh but yeah i i i did you know i guess i maybe i didn't say it strong enough but yeah there we definitely got a, a message that came in and went like like dude i like the heads up was there so anyway um but it now you there is a trap here the trap is uh best summed up by it's never a good time to buy a video card 
right? Mm. Because unless you are the kind of... If you're the type of person asking for advice about a video card, you are unlikely to be asking that question when the bleeding edge is coming out. Because really, the only time to buy PC parts is in that Nexus right after they all get announced. So that the old parts are at a hard discount, right? And the new parts are at what the price they're going to be at for a year or two. The, the, once, you, right? once you jump into the game... It's ongoing. It's a it's a regular flow, and you have to you know if you decide to to keep up with it. But what I would say is the circumstance where it would have made sense is the one where he was going to get that and take it home and start streaming that night. Yep. Then it's like, sure, you want to do this immediately, so be it. You know, it is what it is. You'll be fine. But yeah, that's that's what it was. So. In the meantime, 3080s are announced, and uh, God bless. You know, I might actually even get. I usually get the most fucked up big one. I might even actually get a 3080 because it's possible that for mo- like at 4K, like it, like there's only so fast these fucking things can go in terms of bandwidth, mm. and it's quite possible the extra bandwidth on the bigger card is literally just for 8K, which is pointless. Um, I also would recommend anybody who wants to get PC stuff, go check out PC Part Picker. It's probably the number one website in how to get computing parts. And obviously, go check out Linus Tech Tips. I don't need to tell you people to check out Linus if you want to learn how to build a computer. Um, well, yeah, that shit drops next week, so... Do your thing. I fucking will. And uh, somebody in the in the chat said, "Is Pat tweeting at Nvidia during the podcast?" Yes, I am. They're having this thing where if you retweet their thing and then put a hashtag in it, they might send you one. And every single one I've said, "Please give." I also reached out to everyone I possibly could, asking, "Hey, do you do you know anyone at Nvidia?" Because I'll suck a dick. I'll swear to God. And uh, what I've gotten back is uh, no, man. Should um, people be prepared for the uh, possibility of an imminent RPM test stream? What is RPM test? Like when you spin the tires as fast as possible in the garage and on the car. No. You're not going to just... Nope. Okay. I guess that would technically be cyberpunk. Can we make smoke come from the tower? You know? Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. I don't intend to start streaming in 8K anytime soon. We'll see how this goes. I don't think anything even supports that. Uh, YouTube, I believe, has... Uh, it has the bitrate encoder for it for 4K that is up and and doing its thing. Eight, I have no, I don't think so. I don't think anything's doing it, and I don't, and I and I think it's going to take a couple years. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, when that time comes around, uh, I'm. I mean, I'm my fucking. My current little my thing is a small little box. Like I'm when that comes around, when it, when the time to upgrade rolls out, I'm I'm gonna just have to 
commit to a whole new thing, you know? Yeah, I'm in a situation where I want to switch processors and I want to change out all my hard drives and motherboard. So it's like I might as well just do the new build. Well, it, it, so I'm saying like, okay, if you're getting this, if you're getting this fucking beast, then you're getting a new power supply. You're getting new fans. You're get, you know what I mean? Like, you might as well just salvage your hard drive. Thousand watts will do it. By the way, guys, you don't need a thirteen hundred watt power supply. That's ridiculous. Salvage your hard drives and call it a day. No, man, I want them new 4.0 hard drives. Seen that shit? It's faster. Yeah? Yeah. How much? Very faster. Good. It's good. Shoutouts to computers that that are fucking car money. (laughs) <laughs> you're like that's a car sitting right there well yeah the 5k gets you a, a shitty used car 5k will get you a fucking like spaceship computer 5k will get you a a an okay used car shitty used car is be- is beneath that like shitbox you're getting you're, you're you're like if you pay 5k you're getting better than a shitbox you know Anyway, um, so that's the that's the video card. Uh, sh- and then, of course, uh, we've got, I guess, today in the uh, bumbling CEO corner, we've got oh yeah, we've got two stories, two leading stories here. Uh, Some good shit in here. The bumbling CEO corner. Uh, the first will take us to the world of Mr. Vincent K. Grubba McMahon, where I thought, based on uh, the way things were going with Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, very important to keep that a.k.a. in there, that... um. This was worked out, but it seems it was not. I thought this had been settled by previous crazy disputes and lawsuits, but it seems like Vincent K. McMahon of WWE ownership still believes that owning the superstar likenesses and personalities includes their legal names. So, okay, so this has obviously moved on since the last update that I got. WWE CEO Vince McMahon ordered all WWE stars to terminate all ongoing third-party activities within 30 days or face the possibility of fines, suspension, or termination at the company's discretion. While the letter references activities that are detrimental to the company in a non-specific wording... Uh, of what detrimental uh, constitutes talent is conf- talent are confused and frustrated. And basically this is making reference to wrestlers who are showing up on charity streams with their real names being told that they can't do that. All wrestlers are designated independent contractors. Um, 
it remains. If they're independent contractors, how do you mandate this? Uh, by saying that your contracts stipulate this behavior. But it doesn't. That's why you had to put out a new memo. Generally speaking, independent contractors should not be told that they are restricted from doing other work. Uh, they're generally able to do what they can and want to. But you will this have a like con- you you will have a a a uh, control control over how much they disclose, obviously, about your own work with them. But that's it. Um, this this feels like Vince is setting himself up to be sued. There's a lot of people on that stable that are trying to do a lot of different things. Uh, yeah. But here's the other thing, of course. Uh, I don't think Vince and his lawyers are afraid of enforcing this kind of bullshit. He's been at this for a very long time. Oh, Vince is like cartoon evil, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Basically, during a conference call, it was said that WWE owns the real names of talent, not just their character names. And According to what? <laughs> According to because I said so. Yeah, see, that's that's what I mean. Like he's setting himself up for a lawsuit. Like, come on. Uh, continued violations will result in fines, suspensions, and termination at WWE's discretion. Um, listen, it's one thing, of course as usual, to take note that there is a opportunity uh, that you did not take to notice that there is a, a place that people are going or a type of media people are, uh, you know, putting themselves out on, perhaps a social media format that they're ahead of the curb on that you're too slow to, to get on or you're not acting on or being too restrictive about. But the complete lashback to say, nah, fuck all that, we own you, literally your own name, legally, on your birth certificate, is the wildest, crazy nonsense you shit ever. And um, That's probably a violation of your civil rights. There, He's attempting it. He's attempting it. So, well, the, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, shit, Austin. Because that's the number one, mm-hmm. right, that I think of. I think of up, up, down, down. Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, crap. If he, Is he going to have to... Ch- he should choose Twitch. He should choose Twitch. He should not choose wrestling. If he, if he, if it straight up came down to it, like, well, get out of that carny shit. Well, I mean, you know... And then Sue. He's, 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 he's a very smart guy. And I, I think uh, it's very clear that... Um, Whatever happens in any direction, the whole point of uh, not laying all your eggs in one basket is to have roads available to you. So uh, I think he's going to be fine no matter what because I have confidence. Oh, I, I assume such, but I'm just saying like if he was given the impossible choice, it's actually way less impossible. Yeah, I don't think it's going to come down to that. I don't think it'll come down to that. But, um... Oh, but we're talking about Vince, man! Yeah, I know, but we're... Vince loves to make things come down to that! 
maybe you can just maybe if everyone on the talent roster can go into his office and challenge him to an arm wrestling match for the rights to their names, he'll accept it. He'll accept the result, you know? Maybe if you just go next to him and then you sneeze really loud, he'll get so mad that he forgets about what he's trying to do and then he'll let it slide. Vince McMahon is so evil. So evil. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Who knows? It's been evil for so long, too. Like, like Ma- I was a child when I learned that Vince McMahon was evil. <laughs> Maybe in the attempt to chase after um, all of these different lawsuits, he'll blow out both quads and be forced to just sit there. Ah. And stare like an idiot as he can't. Ah, blew up my quads again. Ah. As, as he can't move to go any further. <laughs> Who knows? It could go a lot of ways. It can go a lot of different ways. We'll see. Paul, help me up. Oh no, Paul blew out his quads. Ah. And just talk mad shit from a seated position. Yep. Yep. Let's- that's one of the weirdest fucking moments ever in wrestling. <laughs> Caused by Vince just being such a stubborn asshole. She's like, Vince, your legs just exploded. Get out of the ring. Fucking leave. Go to a hospital. <sighs> oh, you can't tell me why you're fired. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I I implore everybody to stay tuned as uh there will be updates to this story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. No one's gonna back down on this one. Maybe he'll uh challenge his staff to a uh maybe he'll challenge Mark Henry to a lift uh, uh competition to see if he gets his rights to his name back <laughs> maybe he might piss on the bed you know i don't know it's quite possible all right um going to go get a soda you do that while I'm it's not very far. It's actually just over here. And uh, I'll bring up the next story, which... Can- Hopefully this is a story about a nice CEO. Well, unfortunately, that's not what um, this, the bumbling CEO corner is about. Oh, no! Can't it just be happy bumbling? Well, in this case, uh, we're revisiting... Our Lab Zero story from last week, where... Oh, jeez. What could have happened since then? Everybody was quitting. Well, the latest is that anyone who didn't quit has been fired. And um, there was a uh, art drive being done by uh, Kinu Cakes, who was trying to raise money to support 
those who were laid off because basically, yeah, anybody who didn't walk uh, was forced to. Bonus for no severance. No severance pay. Uh, also, too quick to have that even sorted out. Um, literally, you can't quit. You're fired. So, whatever Lab Zero was, whatever name was being preserved through the the power move of of taking it all over, doesn't really mean anything anymore. And, uh, um. Not that it necessarily made sense before, but now it just double doesn't make sense because it it like there were I think eleven people, um, and then after the walkouts they were at, at eight, and the rest of them were basically all just let go, and uh, you know it, it was it was a again it's a just a fucking rough move for a lot of people that you know were cl- probably in a situation where, you know, how many people are familiar with not being able to leave somewhere because of financial obligations? Hey, everybody, you know? Everybody understands that. So, um, the comments on the story, uh, where are we? Let me pull this up. Uh, yes, Kotaku did get, um, a response uh, where Mike C said that they were laid off because the studio can't afford to cover salaries anymore and that he's exploring all funding options uh, to uh, possibly reunite if possible, if, if in the future. Uh-huh. Um... And in the meantime, like I said, uh, you know, like there's like straight up uh, 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 charity art sales that are going towards, you know, helping the team out uh, from other team members that walked out. So there's a lot about this I don't understand. So let me walk back a bit so I can explain what I mean. People are quitting Lab Zero. A bunch of people quit Lab Zero. Alongside people quitting comes a lot of people complaining about Mike Z's behavior. He's a jerk. He's a sexist. He harassed me. Nothing criminal. You know, nothing you'd get arrested over. Just like terrible boss and an all-around jackass. Right? And then he's he's fighting for control of the company and he's, you know, etc., right? This led to a situation in which you had to, you had people who I would I would I would call a type of person a serial benefit of the doubter people who are just willing to give everyone the benefit of the doubt forever no matter what mm-hmm. and go well he never did anything to me and I didn't see it mm-hmm. and none of this is criminal so maybe it's just a misunderstanding or these people, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And if Mike just quit and just flew away and just disappeared, whatever, he could probably have lived in that doubt, in that certain level of uncertainty, right? As long as he was classy in the future, right? Mm-hmm. 
but this is my ball, you can't have it, this is my ball, I'm going home, isn't enough. So instead, you burn the whole court down, removing all potential doubt, all potential benefit of that doubt. Just make absolutely sure that everybody knows that everything everybody said about you was true. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the nuts thing is like in the situation where when we had the information we had last week where it was like there's some sort of weird attempt here to like, I guess, create a, a, a banner or a banner that can still be rallied under with the name by, t- cause like if you, if you decide I'm taking over control of this company and everything with it and I'm, and we're not going forward with the contract negotiation stuff, then that means clearly you're like, well, I want this name to be protected and I still want to do something with this. There is, there is, right. there is a, a, a decision was made that like there will be a future for this company. And that's what was informing, uh, uh um, the, 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 the crazy hostile, like, you know, uh, situation there. So. Yeah, and there's there's the romanticization that you can give it of like, well, it's his company and he built it, and you, the, it's his, you know, all that. Shit. Right, right. The the idea of of you know getting pushed out based on what's going on and da, 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 da. Yeah, sure, you can go down that road if you want to. I don't particularly do because. But not, but you can't anymore. But he made what sure happens. That it, you look silly. What happens when this goes down? Is, I would think. Under all circumstances, the only thing you can afford to do is make sure you take care of whoever's left. Like, to talk about that as priority bullet number one, like above one, S, triple S, like quadruple, like it, the most important thing ever in the middle of that storm would be to take care of whoever's left. It, it really leaves me. I, ha, I I can't understand the how and why. I can. I can explain it. Mike Z was looking at the people who remained in his studio, and he looked around at the empty seats. And he went, I am sick of this world. Everybody betray me. And then he fired the rest of them. The statement is the company couldn't afford its its crippling debts. That's the statement. Well, yeah. Because people quit because you're a jerk. I mean, um, it it blows my mind. It uh, yeah. It, like it just, last week, and the week before, and every week that we've had a Mike Z story up until this week, there'd be a couple people in the chat or you know in tweets afterwards, like ah, it's not that bad. You're exaggerating a little bit. I'm sure things are out of context. Yada yada. And you c- you can work with that. 
Right? Well, at what you point, my question... salvage a m- reputation m- that you can live your life My with. question was... My next question was, at what point do we just hit sunk cost fallacy? If we're not already there. I don't, I don't even know, you know? But it's like, clearly, we flew past that line three stories oh, yeah. ago. Maybe four. Depends on who you are. But... You know, and, 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 yeah, anyway, um, so, you know, uh, just super fucking, um, chill on behalf of, uh, uh, Kinu, who was like, yo, let's, let's, let's help this team out. And, you know, understanding, of course, the people who did not walk because they probably could not are those who were in most need of continuing employment. Um, and uh, yeah, like that's a fucking team of talented people, man. You know, uh, I really imagine the kind of good ass work they could do when they don't have to work under such a screwed up situation. Incredible. Incredible. I have to say though, I just had a thought. <laughs> the last the last game released by Lab Zero was indivisible. Like not not really. Hey, because I'm- they're divided now, you see, because yeah. the, the yeah. studio broke mm-hmm. apart. Totally. It's it's divided they they got fired. Never got Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that's a, why is there going to be a, a part four and a part five and a part six to this story in the following weeks to come? You know, well, oh, there's going to be why, oh. th- like, just, just let it go away. Just no. let it stop. No, make it big. Because now's the part where all the people who were not saying anything because they didn't want to lose their jobs just got fired by that person. So why not? I suppose so, right? Although I feel like that would have happened within this week. But there might be a lawsuit coming. There might be. But they're definitely... I've said that on both of these stories, but I feel like... Mm-hmm. But um, the people who didn't uh, leave leave were also not mentioned, you know, like, out of mm-hmm. their own privacy, right? So, like, that's a decision that was made, too. You know too. what? I really like Lab Zero. I hope that those those people... I Ideally, they'd form a, a new team that is most of the old gang and do quite well for themselves. Uh, I wish them all the best of luck, and I am now changing my headcanon about Indivisible in that it is all Mike Z's fault that that game sucks. If only Mike Z didn't ruin Indivisible, that game could have been great. I still disagree. I still don't think Indivisible sucks. And uh, that's where we'll leave it.
Actually, though, in serious, considering Mike Z was the one being an asshole about the move list stuff on Twitter, do you remember that? I remember when you brought it up, yeah. Like, there there are actually probably things that I really dislike about that game that can be directly attributed. The move list one being, like, one of them. Did you like the Baz? Didn't see it. No. Well. Ah, boy. Uh, Bumbling CEO corner. I mean, we've got a third story that might technically go in, but it's not about a CEO specific. Go for it. Well, Wooly, did you know that if Apple doesn't put Fortnite back on the store, that could mean it is literally a death sentence for the Epic Games Company. You are correct. This is a bumbling CEO corner story. In a tweet, Tim Sweeney said Apple's decision to ban Epic is a potential death sentence for the multi-billion dollar company as well as others. What did they lose when they got delisted? So iOS represents 116 million Fortnite players. Holy fucking shit. I believe that is like, I'm not super sure, but I saw a number floating around that that is 60% of total Fortnite players. Right? Epic is, uh, or rather Tim, is going to Twitter to talk about this, and there's interviews and court cases, because uh, Epic has failed in their second injunction of their lawsuit, uh, asking the judge force Apple to put them back up on the store while the lawsuit continues. Uh, As far as my reading of it goes, being not a lawyer and just skimming this shit, is that the judge in particular has basically said on two occasions, no, you knew what you knew what you were doing. You knew what would happen. How many you million totally again? Plan for this. What's that? How many million again? 117 million. <laughs> and the judge is like, you totally knew you were going to get delisted. This is not a surprise. That's more people than You will not I will not force Apple to put you back on the store. That's that is more than like three Canadas. So it feels really clear that Epic's plan was pull the stunt, use public opinion. Good news, everybody. Good news. We've printed the shirts. They're ready to go. We have our shirts. These are we are the dragon stick pokers. We printed the Dragon Stick Poker shirts, and now we're on our way. We have a documentary then, uh, crew filming the journey to the Dragon's Cave and the choice of what kind of stick we will use to poke. And then the lawyers tell them, ah, hey, man, they'll, uh, they'll fucking, uh, yeah, you know, we'll talk to the judge, we'll get an injunction, they'll put you back on the store. Yeah, the profits will come back in a couple of weeks. People will miss the Fortnite. It'll be ah, oh, it'll be great. This has now turned into uh oh, this lawsuit's going to take years, for sure. And they've lost two back to back, which means that thing's probably not going back up on the Epic Store. Sorry, on the iOS Store 
we've ever again like ever again uh-oh we've we've had a couple seasons of reality tv where the stick pokers got to hang out with each other and put the idea out there we've we've campaigned we've let everybody know uh people are watching live on tv all around the world as we approach the dragon's cave with our sticks let's see what happens Let's let's switch over to the to the body cam. Let's see how this goes. This is the most obvious like shoot your own dick off out of greed moment it's, I've ever seen in my life. It's it's not even the the result of um it's not what happened but it's the fact that you made a fucking movie and celebrated what you were about to do and then did it. And then when the judge went and said, you did this on purpose and you are not being flanked from left field, but you're very well aware of this and are acting as if you knew this was going to happen. Why would I treat this as if you were being fucked out of left field? You made a big gesture of how you're marching to go do this, and you sounded the drums of war. Why on earth would I I, think think that you are under attack when you fucking called out your preemptive and sent everybody the memo? I would love to be a fly on the wall in the legal office of Epix lawyers, because I can imagine... That there is like the most intense screaming match between Tim Sweeney and their head lawyer of like, you told me that the injunction would go through no problem, followed by the lawyer screaming back, yeah, motherfucker, and then you made t-shirts and a goddamn ad and you paraded around how you planned it all, you dumb motherfucker. I told you not to do that. Have you ever seen a company... uh lean into a legal battle with like never kayfabe never (laughs) no never i like i i it's kind of nuts that something very serious is occurring but the response or the 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 preemptive uh, uh response was to fully embrace it in a public manner and show it off certain of the outcome even though a judge is it's, going to sit and look at this later it's it's so weird like and then apple put out like we talked about it briefly last week but apple put out these emails that showed like tim sweeney's just like a lying complete piece of shit where he's like begging apple for special treatment <laughs> i yeah you don't if like if this just happened in the background and they were fighting each other as they were, let them fight, etc. Uh, and there was no spectacle and showboating involved, that judge might have looked at the situation differently and looked at it as assuredly would have a situation that suddenly happened to Epic and holy shit, they got t-boned. What the fuck? This is a it, crazy sh- surprise uh this unironically 
might be the end of Fortnite's like total dominance because it's cutting out such a gigantic part of their market essentially for a couple of years. Over hubris. Over we want another 30% from 30%. So essentially all of this was maybe we can make 10% more money. I mean oops now we're making 30% less money. Of all, of all the dropped crowns in the video game industry, in the history of its modern incarnation, there has never been one like this. <laughs> you know, it's funny. A long, long time ago, like in an interview, I described the gaming industry as a very weird end industry because nobody ever succeeds. Everybody only manages and then their competitors fail. Like, look at PUBG. In Fortnite. Fortnite didn't succeed. They just came along and did okay while PUBG was a trash fire. Look at Fall Guys right now and how it's not embroiled in a multi year billion dollar lawsuit. Uh every other every other crown, every other king genre died of old age or on the battlefield and it might be possible that we're looking at the first hold my chalice moment (laughs) jester hold my chalice as i do this wicked sick stunt and fucking impale themselves in the in the, the the throne room in front of everybody you know um the 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 this is the opposite of Alien versus Predator. This is whoever loses, we win. From the jump, this is what we said. We're like, oh man, the kaijus are battling. Let's see the way it goes. Because like, but it's, Apple, it's like, Apple is probably wrong about their store monopoly, but Epic's just so laughably evil and incompetent that I'm fine with them losing too. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah, uh, Apple also didn't start printing T-shirts out <laughs> about removing Fortnite from the, their their store. You know, they didn't fucking yeah. They didn't they didn't have and the not to be forgotten. A bunch of people, like a ton of people, almost had their shit wrecked because the one injunction that the judge did put forth is that Apple couldn't pull off every single game off their store that used the Unreal Engine which could have basically ruined the entire phone market forever as well as the livelihoods of everybody who works in it uh what's that uh Huey you'd like to play uh the next exhibit of a song that Epic recorded uh prior to this case uh, let's hear it. Play it for the jury. Play it for the play it for the play it for the jury. <laughs> Just absolute boondocks moment of of <laughs> of playing a song in court called "Play It for the Jury." I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an R. Kelly right there. That's uh. Well, anyway, anyway, um, that's, that's a bumble. Just the worst. That's a bumble. 
Uh, beyond that, unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, if I were to tell you that you would have to believe in the existence of a Shenmue animation with Crunchyroll in partnership with Adult Swim, would you believe it? Yeah. Because not only will there be a Shenmue 4, but there will be Shenmue the animation coming to uh, Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. Who cares? Like, this isn't like... I want to be really clear. This isn't like, don't bring the story up. I don't care about this story. This is kind of interesting. I'm like, I never liked Shenmue 1 or 2. I think those games are trash, but a lot of people love them. And then Shenmue 3 came out, and everyone actually started to agree that those games are trash. So this is the point of the story. The point of the story and why it's coming up is because Shenmue 3 was so bad that it scared everyone that was left away from the franchise. If you didn't walk after 1 and you didn't walk after 2... The only people left that were waiting on 3 fucking walked on it. And after 3 came out and was such a colossal piece of fucking fecal matter, they have now announced they're making more of them in the same level of hubris that makes Yu Suzuki announce a Shenmue online game and... A fucking Shenmue Part 16 plan where this fucking franchise and the people in charge of it don't understand what what they don't get what it is. They don't understand what it is. I don't I genuinely don't understand because like I always had the feeling that maybe I missed something. Maybe I didn't play it at the time. You know, you know, there's those games. That come out and people are like, oh man, that game was great. And you're like, it wasn't great. You just played it when you were. Hold young. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are all of are do right. are we talking to so many new people that you're hearing about Shenmue 16 for the first time? Because it sounds like a lot of people were not around the last time this came up, or when Shenmue 3 was getting announced, really or before Shenmue 3 was announced when the Kickstarter was around, or before that when they walked out on stage to talk about it, or back when it was just dead in the water. But if you don't know, here's what's up. Hi, welcome to the party. Shenmue 1 came out. It was the first part of the story. Uh, fucking nothing happened. Then you play Shenmue 2, and it seems like things are going to start happening, and then nothing fucking happens. And around the third or fourth disc of Shenmue 2, I was out, because, quite frankly, after two chase downs of the big villain that lead to nothing, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm good. I don't care anymore about where this goes and what this does. And then uh, it ends on a fucking cliffhanger, and then everyone's like, well, what's going to happen? Well, at some point years later, Shenmue Online came out, an MMO trailer, and I believe the first thing that you said upon seeing that trailer is, this game doesn't exist. 
And it was like, well, As, there it that is. That is exactly what I said. Now, I, I'm struggling to remember the Shinmu trailer, and now I see it, and I'm like, this isn't real. It was this a bunch of ghosts floating around real. as uh, the girl and, and uh, Ryo uh, Hazuki were standing around doing their big kung fu poses. And then it, cuck- it fucking disappeared because, yeah, you were correct. That game doesn't exist. And then they came out and they announced Shenmue 3. And they said, if you want Shenmue 3, um, even though I'm standing here on a Sony stage at a Sony event, please support the Kickstarter. And then you're like, wait, but you're standing on a Sony stage at a Sony event. Why aren't you just announcing the Can't game? Just pay for it? And they're like, well, because no one has enough faith in this to actually want to make it. So we need to prove that you're interested by kickstarting it. Okay, a lot of people cared about Shenmue, wanted it to happen, reached a lot of people, big excitement. Everybody goes and puts their money into Shenmue 3. Well, as with a lot of Kickstarters at the time, you were not actually investing in the development of the game as much as you were investing in a fake pool of money to just say, hey, I am interested in this purchase. And it was more of a proof of interest as opposed to the money going towards the 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 cost the total cost of the game so when the thing comes out and it's like three million dollars or whatever the case it was and people are like if that's what you say it's going to cost then sure and then it turns out no that was a super lie that number wasn't real it was actually just uh, the scratching of the it was the tip of the iceberg on it uh but thanks for the cash though convince the publisher (laughs) to fund us money uh, great. So you lied to everybody. Holy shit. Okay, fine. No problem. Uh huh. Right, good. Excellent. Uh, money goes through. Yes. Game game gets gets fucking done uh, after some uh, uh, bullshit, but it drops and it comes out and it is absolute trash. It is a complete nonsense waste of your time. Somehow even more than the worst parts of one and two, and you spend. The whole time in this one fucking area doing this one thing with this one guy and the whole thing ends up being a complete side story that never addresses the main plot whatsoever. And then upon completion of it, fucking Landy is still around and he's still out there and uh, they're like, the truth will be unveiled in Shenmue fucking 4. But as it turns out, uh, some point between 2 and 3... We find out that, yeah, um, Yu Suzuki said Shenmue is a 16 part franchise and that. That was in a, that was in an interview before the first one came out. This game was intended to have 16 chapters to it. Now, that does not necessarily mean it is one chapter per game. Sometimes it might be two. But the story would not end until part or excuse me, chapter fucking 16. We make right. fun of Lord of the Rings for coming back with uh, uh, the shit fucking Hobbit trilogy and stretching out the smallest book into the longest possible tr- trilogy of things out of greed. We make fun of um, Advent Rising for coming out and saying this trilogy is going to change video games forever and... Uh, uh, even though we've just put our foot in the door, man, part two and part three are going to be incredible. We make fun of every single time someone comes out and has the fucking hubris to think that people will care enough about the product they put out to actually have it come back around for a sequel. Copernicus was supposed to be the greatest MMO ever after <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur the Reckoning. It's a hilarious feat to... Point at the stands like Babe Ruth and call at your home run. 
and then completely whiff fall on your ass and eat shit. Uh, and 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 hey, do you mind if I spray uh, diarrhea uh, out? A list off to you. Well, sixteen chapters is bar none the single most egregious it's ever been, and I can't believe that people heard that and kind of went, yeah, you know what? Let's see where that goes. In conclusion, play Yakuza. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I'm gonna, I have two things to say. One, I'm going to count some things, and two, I have something to talk about Shenmue. All right, so Shenmue 2 came out in what, 2002? Yeah, sure. All right, you know what came out in 2004? Yakuza 1. All right, so Yakuza 1, 0, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We're already up to 8. All right. Spin-offs. Kenzan. Black Panther. Dead Souls. Uh, what the fuck is that? Is that Black Panther 2? It's Black Panther 2. Uh, Ishin. Judgment. I think it's at like 14 or 15. In the period. Oh, Judgment, of course. I believe they might have actually hit, depending on if you count the remakes of Kiwami 1 and 2, Yakuza has actually hit 16 games. And that is all within that span. And those games are great. They're really good. Do you know... They have a high quality. Do you know... What Shenmue fans hate even more than Shenmue 3? Mm? Being told to play Yakuza instead because it's a replacement franchise. You know, <laughs> there... I used to work with somebody who every time they brought up Shenmue, I'd say to them, I don't know why you're talking about Shenmue. Yakuza replaced that shit. Because Shenmue's fucking garbage. And they'd always go, and then I would go home and play Yakuza. And it would be great. Uh, Here's what I don't get about Shenmue. There are games that you played as a youth and I played as a youth that when you go back to, or shows, shows is really common. You're like, oh crap, this was garbage. Shit. It was only because I was a child that I thought this was cool, right? But doesn't, Shenmue doesn't really apply like that because most of the people that I know that played Shenmue and thought it was cool were young adults or maybe teenagers. I played Shenmue and thought it was Shenmue cool. Hi, I'm one of right? those people. I, play, I went to a friend's place and played through a bunch of Shenmue 1 and was like, this game seems terrible. And then I saw people playing Shenmue 2 and went, man, this shit seems awful. And I was told for years and years, no, I just don't get it. Shenmue's actually a fantastic franchise. Yakuza isn't a replacement. It's totally different. Only for Shenmue 3 to come out. And sure enough, it's fucking terrible for all the same reasons the first two were. And I feel like everyone... Just, oh, wait, they were garbage all along. I was a fool. Shenmue was fun for the same reasons that, um, uh, uh, real, uh, 
calendar, day-to-day calendar, persona, and Animal Crossing can be fun. And uh, But it's not. No, That's it's, the it's thing. way earlier than those things. But for me, it was one of my first times ever experiencing uh, a, a world with that with uh, all that shit you can go do. And there was a promise of combat <laughs> that I was really invested in by learning these moves and practicing them and training and, and, and hoping for more than just a hundred man battle. Um, and you know, there was also, of course, uh, a story that you were kind of following along and hoping would go somewhere. And it isn't really until uh, that high and dry fucking blue balls ending that you kind of go, all right, let's see if they fix their mistakes in two. Maybe this was rough and they can tighten up on a lot of things. Um, They did by making you able to play games as your job. Uh, But the all the overall like filling and stretching of events slowly rots away how much you care about what's happening. But it does improve over the first game. But things went nowhere by feeling... It felt like filler while you're trying to get your father's killer. And it, it, it kept getting stretched out further and further like the Simpsons couch gag where the couch keeps going backwards. The finish line kept falling away further and further to the point that I hit care exhaustion and did not care to finish the last chapter of that game where you leave uh, 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 and go to the the, the next uh, part of China or whatever. Um, it absolutely could have been... Uh, 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 it could have been a great franchise if a uh the game decided to not give you one sprinkling of a moment to use the combat you've been training the whole game for, and and b uh not stretch the sore story into sixteen parts. But there was something there that I liked and cared about for many many years. So I'm obviously not like arguing with you on this next bit because you just made your point quite clearly. But one of the things that has always driven me crazy is that you described you, even you described like the story, like there was a pole there that just got weighed down by all the wasted time and the garbage. Right. I don't get that. I genuinely don't understand the story in Shenmue is fucking terrible. That shit sounds like a Resident Evil game in terms of voice acting, and the story and the writing isn't any better. This shit came out alongside 99 and 2001? Fucking 2001 had goddamn FF10, man. Mm-hmm. And Metal Gear 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yakuza 1 came out a couple years later, and people make fun of the English dub in that game, but the direction is like fucking your fucking Metal Gear fan movie to a real film in terms of jump. My fan movie it's, was all right. I, I don't get it. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean, I know what right? you mean. Like the, I know what you mean. You look at the Yakuza 1 cutscenes, even in English, mm-hmm. is like fucking night and 
day. And it's it's they are contemporaries. They came out on the same generation of consoles, just a couple years apart. Uh like I am so baffled. It's it's just a fucking kung fu he killed my father story. It's so deep. Oh, it's the characters. The characters all sound like fucking shit. Part of the laurels it rested on were the technical achievements at the time of its look. Part of it was absolutely just going, look how big and pretty this game is. And uh, that's not at all something that should be forgotten. Shenmue was definitely leaning in on, um, but it's gorgeous though. Shenmue 1 in 99 looked nuts. I will agree with that. That was a huge, that was a part of it. That was crazy. That was like, oh my god, it's real life. And that was reason to go in hoping that the rest was there. You know? It was um, it was the game that had things where you're like, man, it'd be nice if those FF7 cutscenes weren't just cutscenes. Oh man. Whoa, what a big lie that shit. Well, yeah, the trailer especially. <laughs> Fucking just bullshit marketing entirely. But hey, that's what all uh game marketing is now, isn't it? Just render out of render out a CG short and put a title at the end of it. Um yeah. It was it was it was the technical marvel that initially pulls people in and the pedigree of uh, you know, Yu Suzuki. Everything AM- Suzuki doesn't need more pedigree. He needs to go back to ma- making fucking virtual fighting that, games. That AM2 logo means means something, and uh, you, you you generally at the time wanted uh, like, everything to do with it. The Yakuza series is a grander celebration of Yu Suzuki's legacy than his own games because more of his own games are in them. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. No, hey, sir. Sir, no. Yeah. Um, you know, that signature that you see, the YS that pops up whenever you boot up those games. At the time, you're like, fuck yeah, everything I love about Sega, you know, was was firing on all cylinders. But the 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 hope was as go as we went through them at least as least as far as i was concerned the hope was as i went through them that it would fucking it would pick up you know it would go somewhere and like i said i i petered out before i hit the credits on two so um those games are terrible and they have always been terrible and everyone who has ever liked them is stupid and fate conspired against you to make you look stupid for liking them. You know how the first game in a franchise will show something interesting, but often it'll be fucking rough and unrefined, and then... Oh man, maybe they'll polish this up in the sequel, it'll be something really special. And sometimes they do. Yeah, like the combat in Zone of the Enders. Dante's Awakening. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know a couple of games like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this game 
underwent that process, which it did to a degree. There's a lot of stuff that is better in two, but if it under, but like the, I, I think that like if it wasn't so fucking obsessed with dragging its ass, uh, it could have, it would, Yakuza wouldn't have needed to come along and replace it, you know, because, and, and, and here's the other thing too. No, that's, that's not true at all. Um, just on a pure level, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, with, with Yakuza, it's not, it's not just, uh, the, the open world and the activities you can do and all that stuff, but, you know, quite straight up, like, what seems to be the excitement of the characters and what they do and the, the, the actual events uh, unfolding, um, like, that existing, yeah, cr- creates an even, a uh, further fucking pit for Shenmue to fall into, you know. Um, Sleeping Dogs. Hey, don't forget about Sleeping Dogs. That's true. Uh, tons of credit to that game. But yeah, uh, I think I think the unfortunate thing. It's a slow Shenmue death, is what I'm trying to say. It was a deep. it's a slow death for those who cared about Shenmue. This, I think the saddest thing for the Yakuza thing that we keep talking about is it's like. They're so directly applicable that they're made by the same company, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they stopped making one and started making the other. Like, there's almost no way to view it other than a direct replacement. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, anyway, um, instead of bad, anytime, any, any franchise brand. IP, whatever the fuck you want to call it, starts talking about the long game with <laughs> absolute confidence. Usually producers, mind you. Usually producers are the types because they're looking at the numbers on it and uh, they can't wait to see things blow up. But anyone that starts talking about the long game, anyone that starts talking about their cinematic universe, anyone that starts talking about their 10-year plan, anyone... That reaches into the far fucking future to talk about their successes is full of shit and needs to be ignored aggressively. The only thing you should ever pay attention to is the thing in front of you and you take it one step at a time. Fuck that. Fuck the length. Fuck the 16 year sequels, 16 part sequels. Fuck anything about the far distance of where we're going to go with this thing. If it works out because you know what you're doing and you have someone competent on your side, a good writer, a good team, a good fucking uh, consistent talent base will make things work out and they'll lead you to a path that is incredible when you look back on it. But if you keep looking fucking far into the distance at the future dollar signs and the future piles of cash that you ignore the garbage you're shitting out in front of everybody for the promise of what could be. You deserve all the fucking failures. You deserve everything that you get. You deserve the lost uh, 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 investments on you know, setting up hooks for things that will never be. Planning out shit that is never going to happen. You're too fucking pie in the sky with it. And you saw an example of it working, and you think that you can step in and do it. Everyone wants an MCU. Everyone wants a Harry Potter series. 
everyone wants. I mean, before the fucking MCU, it was all about the. Ma- everybody wants a Game of Thrones. Oh. Everyone wants a game. Oh, yeah. Before, before the, 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 everyone wanting an MCU, everyone wanted a Harry Potter. And before everyone wanted a Harry Potter, everyone wanted a Twilight. And before everyone wanted a Twilight, everyone wanted a Matrix trilogy. You know, somebody just pointed out something. Imagine George R. R. Martin in 1996 saying he had a 25 year plan for Game of Thrones. The people who talk that way are not to be trusted. They don't understand what they're doing. They're oftentimes strictly business-ended people that don't get creative whatsoever and don't know what it takes. These are the people that will fire and or get rid of the talent that made the thing good and then bring in someone else and hope for the best and go, it's okay. It's got the na- the number after it. It'll be fine. I, th- I think they should bring in David Lynch to direct all the next MCU movies. And we can get the Lynchy verse. The dead speak. Uh, dead. Yeah. Oh, man. That means iOS players can't see the real ending of Star Wars. By the way, you know who's cool? John Boyega. Yeah, John Boyega just being like, man, Star Wars fucking sucks. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> he, John Boyega rules. <clears throat> you know, just like, can I, can I talk now? Can I talk? All right. So anyway, about that shit... <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway. Um yeah. Yeah. Shenmue the anime coming soon. Um last couple quick ones here. Mini stories, but some curious stuff. I really really like um the trend of Teaching kids programming. I think that shit's awesome. I think that's really cool. Uh, I like the fact that there are real programs and curriculums that are actually starting to think about this and getting it in early. I would have killed for a programming class. Oh, yeah, me too. I would have fucking killed for that. Um, and, uh, there's, this is starting to become more of a real thing. Uh, one of these things that uh, is involved, in addition to like like uh, programming toys and 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 whatnot and 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 games, um, a toy company Artec announced they're working with Capcom to make a game called Make Rockman, a programming teaching tool that can be used to educate uh, Japanese kids into how to make their own Mega Buster shaped game controllers and oh, how cool. to program Mega Man to run around in a Mega Man 2 style environment and shoot the enemies and program his AI. Um, you'll basically get to create stages and, and, and behavior for the bosses and things like that. Uh, and they're teaching kids how to program. That shit's fucking sick, man. I'm, I, 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 it's one of those things where you're like, dear fucking God, I, I, it just, it would have been so awesome to have access to that, you know? Um, but 
these things have to, you know, they take time. It takes time for word to, to reach, uh, you know, someone's got to start the idea out. Someone's got to pitch it. Someone's got to take the first steps to, to change things up a little bit. You okay? Sorry, I just got blasted with dog wind. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Oh, man. Um, now, it's funny because uh, Jamais 203, right? It's come up twice today, but I'm going to bring up that Metal Gear fan film one third time because it's relevant to this conversation in this way. Uh, because that fan film turned out to actually be uh, pretty impressive for a bunch of dumb high school kids <laughs> that didn't know what they were doing. They then created a film class curriculum in the school board using what we did as hey, the basis. There's an attaboy for you. And the year we left, uh, they brought in the computers to then start a film uh, uh, class as an elective that people could take. So when you're uploading it. Yeah. Well, hey. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. I don't. I don't even have access to it personally. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the other people involved do. I think there's a trailer around somewhere, but you know, you can watch the trailer. <laughs> but yes, yes. Um, similar in that way. Like I like I was jealous, but I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm I'm jealous that I'm as I'm on my way out of high school. Um, this thing that we did was helping to convince, you know, uh, 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 the school to take to, to and the higher ups beyond to the school board to uh, include a film as a curriculum, you know, uh, as a part of it and whatnot. And the earlier you get started on that shit, the better. So, um, uh, programming, uh, classes, uh, the, the, uh, filming classes. And, um, I know that there's people that are looking into, uh, esports teams as well as, uh, an aspect where you can, like, wait, can I learn how to do esports? You can. In school? You can. Some schools are getting into uh, extracurriculars in the form of esports, not mainstream curriculum, but extracurricular. If you want to do that. Oh, by the way, I should warn you, Wooly. It's exactly five p.m. Okay. So apologies for any noise on this side. No worries. So, um, we are. Uh, I'm going to look at that. There's also a Streets of Rage 4 balance patch, which came out, and I didn't expect this, but uh, they put out some patch notes on Streets of Rage 4 and what they've I changed. Not. I saw they got a patch. I didn't even expect patch notes. Humongous list of improvements. Um, infinites removed. Oh, no! Yeah. But uh, keep the infinites. Yeah, Adams lost it. Uh, but you know, uh, uh, there's other stuff. Axel got better. He has better walk speed. Oh fucking thank better God. recovery. Um. Oh wow, look at these. Pa oh, holy shit, there's a lot in here. Holy fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. They and they're character by character. So there's Axel, Cherry, Floyd, Blaze, Adam, and then the retro versions as well. Uh, all have adjustments. It's it's quite. An extensive and detailed patch note list, which is this is not a fucking competitive game, but shout outs to uh, uh, Dot Enemy on on this 
because uh, that's fucking what every game should have. Please give patch notes. Improved system stability. Thanks. Thanks. And li- yet yeah, Lizard Cube. Thank you. Um, yeah, what's going on, Sakurai? An adjustment has been made. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Various aspects of characters have been adjusted. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, excellent. Good. Yeah. I believe uh, it never went anywhere, but I believe once upon a time there was a joke uh, that was made for the Patchies, the Patch Note Awards. The you know yeah I think I remember there was that. a joke about the Patchies and 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 who gets it well uh, the Patchy this week absolutely goes to Streets of Rage four for not being afraid to tell people what changes are in the game and allowing them to embrace that embrace the technical side of the mechanical changes don't pretend that every that people aren't looking at games and breaking them down uh, mechanically you know. Um, yep, so there's that, and just a little heads up. I'm downloading a patch for a game right now. There you go. No patch notes? Yeah. Are you serious? Are you actually for real? It's, it, nope, no patch notes. (laughs) It's a weird feeling of, of, of just, uh, we don't want you to a criticize us too hard in a way that can be challenged because the more in the dark you are the more you know uh, we can operate without you knowing what's going on we don't want to give our reasons in case you disagree with them um and of course there's the whole like oh the mystery of discovering the game da, 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 da. but it's like we we've we've moved past that man we've moved past that we know what it is just you know live in the modern world you play these games Hopefully, you understand what we're looking for. Um, and yeah, no, just a, just a, just a, he- a heads up, but uh, there's a new, uh, pretty cool-looking uh, Kamen Rider game, Memory of Heroes, which is uh, looking like it's picking up a character action style uh, combat system. And they're showing, like, the, the, the marketing material uh, right off the jump shows... Uh, O's and double. So I'm like, hey, you fucking, hey man, e- you're showing me what I like. No God or Buddha. There's Kamen Rider. Won't you believe in him? Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they're showing, they're showing the 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 good stuff, and then Zero One is in there as well, doing some rad shit that I have yet to watch, but it looks very cool and. Um, I like the fact that they're going into a air combo, you know, kind of a beat up sort of system. I feel like it makes perfect sense for Common Rider. It does. It does. It's a good fit. Um, the guy literally jumps in the air like for 40% of his hit. You can't do a rider kick without getting some good air time unless you're Kabuto, of course. And then he gets... But that's a heavy roundhouse. But yeah. Uh, Kamen Rider, Memory of Heroes, and Heroes is with a Z, by the way. So, you know. That's happening. That's stupid. Don't worry about it.
don't ask why three don't ask why o o o is pronounced o's or why five 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 is pronounced fies don't ask that's fucking stupid i hate that fours fies o's heroes get it heroes o's that's stupid don't care for that. Um, let's take some letters. Hey, let's take some letters. If you want to send in a letter, first of all, it's got to be an email. Second of all, you got to send it to Castle Super Beast Mail at gmail.com. All right. Got one coming in from York. Says. Uh, Dear Fortress Super Scones, I used to live with my mother who was born in rural Asia, and I noticed that she would place hand mirrors facing out from every window in our house. When I asked her why she did this, she explained that the ghosts and bad spirits easily face through glass windows to squat in your house and suck up your luck. But by using a mirror, it would create an invisible barrier evil spirits can't pass through. What makes this funny is her insistence on using the phrase, it deflects the ghosts. And because of that, I always imagine <laughs> my mom erecting an AT field around the house and dubbing it anti-ghost tech. So my question is, are there any superstitious things your parents do that are actually kind of rad, especially if you uh, look at it from another context? My uh, mother is absolutely convinced that if a bird manages to get into your house from outside, it means a family member will die. She is 100% convinced of this. And my dad and me were like, Mom, that's fucking stupid. And then a bird got into the house. And then a couple la- couple weeks later, our great uncle Edward died. Now, granted, he was in his late 90s. And it was a couple weeks later. Bird. Not that day. But it was the bird. It was the bird. Not that, the it, bird killed it, Not him. that day. They, it, it waited a couple weeks. It's the bird. Bird get in your house? Dead relative. Done and done. Now, here's where it gets fucking... Real nuts. Uh-huh. At the time, we had a pet bird. But that doesn't count. It has to be a bird from outside that gets in your house. Oh, the the pet the home bird is already okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Consistent. Like, what the... F- it's fucking stupid. Grenada has its own specific... Monsters roster of demons cool. that are specific to Grenada. That's cool, man. Uh, when I was growing up, I heard about Anansi, the uh, the Spider Woman. I, oh, I know her. She's in that thing with the TV show. I heard about uh, Diablesse, the 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 Devil Lady. I heard about. The Ligaru, and the Ligaru could never be trusted because that was a, 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 a beast man that was coming to fuck you up, but he could look like... Did you say Ligaru? Ligaru. Is that like a uh, like a weird variation of Lugaru? Yes. It's a werewolf variation. Okay. Exactly. Is that the is that the werewolf with ligma? Like what? It's not quite ligma, but it is absolutely one of those things where the uh, the Haitian, the Creole, the French influence 
uh, gets turned into a couple of it goes through patois. So we get Ligaru mm-hmm. from Lugaru. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty funny to come from. Uh, uh, it's pretty funny to come from uh, Grenada and then land somewhere where French exists, so that I can draw these connections. Um, rest assured, of course, that the Ligaru's balls were massive and very prime for the licking. Of course. So, yes, ligma intact, clearly. What uh, never got away from me, however, is the... I don't even know if there was a name for it, but it was this fucking monster baby that would land... On your back when walking through the forest. And you would basically just feel a weight latch onto your neck. And then a baby with claws will grab onto you. And Are you describing a fucking drop bear? I'm describing cheap trick. Alright. And all it does is say, put me back where you find me. Now I remember. This. Put me back where you find me, and uh, you cannot escape it until, of course, you do what it says. But um, the further away you get from where it landed on you, I believe, uh, the more likely you are to get brutally murdered by it until it finds its next victim. This might be one of the lamest regional monsters I have ever heard. <laughs> but you couldn't get it off, though. No matter what. Oh my God. And no one could terrible. help you. That's just stupid. It landed on your back. Anyway. <laughs> so stupid. I don't think either of those is going to top deflecting the ghosts with mirrors. No, though. no, it's not. But, you know. That's cool. We did, we did, like I said, we did hear about the Ligaru. So. um, That literally does sound like you've created, like, the Ligma Wolf. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's, it's, the, same, it's the same reasoning behind Jab-Jab, right? Jab Jab was the is, is the it's a you know when you have the festival where people oil up themselves in black black like oil, and then they fuck up your clothes and like they chase after you and they have the devil horns, and they're basically like little demons, you know every and like and and and, and stuff. But like the the word is Jab Jab, which comes from Diable Diable, which again wow. carries over from French. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's what Grenada's up to. Stop being so fat, Zangief. Uh, he p- kicked a piece of kibble one inch outside of his reach, and that is apparently a nightmare that he will die from. Uh, Lafus says, dudes, I saw an ad for a new canned water called Liquid Death, and its gimmick is to act edgy and not be girly water. Um, why does this matter? Well... They just came out with a website 
to name your babies the most metal names possible. And if you send in a copy of your child's birth certificate with one of their names, they will send you free cases of their product for 18 years. There's a promotional video. Fucking cool. Um, dumb baby Turok names are back. Hooray. Yeah. The amount of effort gone into rebranding regular products so that dudes can use them and not feel quite as gay is absurd. It's pretty nuts. It's absurd. It's pretty nuts. It's also kind of nuts how, um, uh, conversely, products for women will be the exact same shit, except the color will be pink and it will have a different, uh, 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 flower on the cover and then they'll charge you an extra two, three bucks for it. But this is, this is, this has been the way it's fucking been pushed since the days of Mad Men, you know? You had your Donald Draper sitting in the boardrooms ba- figuring out exactly what you're talking about. So, uh, shit is wild. Hey, fellas, want to drink water and not die, but afraid your bros will make you think you look like a girl? Try dick water. It's water for your dick. But you totally don't suck dick, though. It's just... No, dude. You could never have anybody think that's what it is. No, Nuh-uh. dude. <laughs> like the 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 one of my like one of the things that i laugh at the most consistently is the ongoing meme of fellas is it gay too and then super normal thing hetero two o. <laughs> get hydrated the hetero way <laughs> times two actually what <laughs> Uh, what well, for every model for every molecule of oxygen, there's two molecules of. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, hydrogen. Really, hydrogen. No, heterogen. Yeah. Wait, are there two? Hi- there's two hydrogens. Right? Dihydrogen monoxide. Okay. There's two hetero particles. That's how not gay water is. Nailed it. I did it. I did it. Damn. But what about the water's memory? What if the water memory is gay? Oh, no. What if the water has penis memory? <laughs> if the water... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> then you can't escape it. Oh, well, du- well if you dilute it, right, that'll... Oh, no, that'll increase the power. That water has gay memory. You can't save oh, it. shit. It's too late. <gasps> but we already... I'm sure there's a math thing that you could you could do that it's like, did you know that at one point in your life, every single molecule that makes up your lips was part of a penis? But that gay memory water has already been blessed for the holy water for the baptism. Oh, no! <laughs> and the prom's tomorrow! Right. What do we do? <laughs> the Holy Ghost can't be in that water. Uh, uh, <sighs> well, 
Boil your water, folks. Boil it. If you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. What's that? I can't hear you. What's that? What were you saying? I wasn't saying nothing. <laughs> if you, if you what? <laughs> if you what now? Huh? No, what, what are you talking about? Fellas, <laughs> 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 is a gay to boil your water. <laughs> If it is, then you're trapped because then there's no way to get rid of it. I'm only boiling it to get rid of the gay memory water. But the act of boiling it itself is gay. No, because <laughs> it's getting hot. So you are boiling away one, but you are now creating the other. Oh, no, but Wooly, you evaporate the water and then the gay memory fumes come off the pot. Into your nose. And that's why you need dick water. Um, Colin. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, says, uh, yo, boys, this past week, uh, you passively mentioned Colin Hanks as an example of a good son, who's, good son who took on his father's profession and made his way. Or at least that's how I interpreted the comment. Anyways, uh, of course, uh, you should know that Colin Hanks is an incredible actor, but I argue that you're focusing on the wrong Hank. Everyone forgets about Chet Hank. I'll let this article tell you everything you need to know. Somebody has not been watching Mario The Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario, because in that... I'm familiar with Chet Hank. In Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, uh, we go on a diatribe and break down the accomplishments of not Chet Hank, motherfucker. That's Chet Hayes. Don't you dare get it twisted. Don't you dare get it wrong. Chet Hayes, the most gangster Hank, the one who's a, who's a rapper who insists on speaking with a horrible Jamaican accent and who uses like uh, and who uses bumba clot in a leisurely manner. Um. My second favorite... Wooly, what does that word mean? Bumbaclot? Yeah. As in what it actually means or what it I see, literally I, means? Or, I or, constantly scroll past a quote retweet and then somebody says it and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay, connotatively, it means like, it's just an expression of like, like, I can't, like oh my god, you know? Okay. That's all it is, right? Okay. Like, uh, but you can use it in different ways to say like, "What the bumble cloud is wrong with you?" Like, you can say like, you know, it can you it can replace what the oh, fuck. Oh, so it's kind of like like oh fuck, fuck. right? Yeah. What it literally uh, is is it's an uh, ass washcloth. Okay. Right. Or like, or more specifically, uh-huh. uh, a, a pussy cloth. Right. All right. That was that you would use to wipe and clean. Right. Excellent. So that's literally what it is. Um, okay. It has nothing to, uh, but if a blood clot is, of course, actually a blood clot, that's not the same uh-huh. thing. But uh, yeah. Now, 
when it comes to uh, uh, people not from Jamaica using it, uh, Chet Hayes is absolutely way up on that list. He is number uh-huh. two on the list of number one. greatest Jama- greatest non-Jamaicans to use Bumbleclot. I'm sorry, did you have a question? Who's the, who's the number one? Do you remember a certain politician from a certain place or province by the name of Rob Ford? Oh, get out. <laughs> Crack smoking Rob Ford? Rob Ford, baby! Crack smoking drunken possibly other doses of other drugs sniffing Toronto's very own son not Drake Rob Ford was in a fucking McDonald's and talking to some black people at which point he decided that he would in his drunken slurs code switch into Patois and we were blessed on that day with a video recording of about two to three minutes of the fucking uh, uh, mayor of Toronto speaking horrible fake Jafakin Patois and he uses the word bumbaclot liberally as does he kiss his teeth and go cha. <laughs> so you get him and Chet Hayes doing this horrible, like stupid fucking fake Jafakin accent, and it's the greatest. Is just yeah, I know. I just said for the, I said for the man. I told I told the man you see cha, uh, bumble clod. I uh, and he's <laughs> and it's the greatest of all time. And it'll never be topped because, you know, rest in peace. There will never be another Rob Ford, not even his brother, Doug. I thought I was losing my fucking mind, by the way, when I saw that Doug was the fucking premier of Ontario. Fuck yeah. Doug came in. I I literally thought I had fallen into like a fucking Berenstein Bears alternate universe. Nah, man. Because I was like, didn't he die of smoking crack? Nah. And then my friend was like, nah, that's his brother. Yo, Rob went hard, and everybody was like, yo, you remember how hard Rob went? They're like, yeah. It's like, you want the sequel? And everyone's like, yeah. Let's do it. And then he was a huge piece of shit. And he was a horrible, horrible fucking person. But regardless. I'm shocked. Crack-smoking Rob Ford, getting doinked by the camera, getting drunk. Only Ontarian. Late night could drunk. have a man... Fucking smoke crack in office and then die and then go, you know what? Let's go for another and one. Round that two, batch. you know, S- like hanging out and fucking. Maybe we'll get the good brother this time. Dundas Square or Blur and Young, whatever McDonald's it was, s- downtown Toronto, just code switching to fucking Patois late night while everyone's getting their McDoubles. Uh, it's It's amazing, but. Not to take away from the great Chet Hayes, who I am well aware of, and 
have seen many videos of him not only embarrassing the poor Hanks family by speaking uh, his shitty Jafakin accent on the red carpet uh, at uh, at the Oscars, but uh, also having more than one video in which uh, I <laughs> like it's the best when the first video you see is the not apology but justification for why I can say the n-word oh no and that's where it goes out you see because his rap career kind of relies on it so it is what it is you know oh man Mm -hmm. and don't get it twisted by the way right Uh, there are white Jamaicans and there are Chinese Jamaicans and there are Indian Jamaicans and there are Jamaicans of all kinds of colors well, I assume you grow up in that region you're going to talk That's about. That's exactly what I mean. So it ain't about that. It's about the fact that you're from fucking America, dude. <laughs> or Toronto. And this bull- you listened to one too many Sean Paul songs and thought that you were in it. Well, listen, if, if Iggy Azalea can do it, why can't these guys do it? Oh, boy. I remember, boy. like... I remember hearing Iggy on the radio and then finding out like two and a half years later she was from Australia and like laughing myself. <laughs> Who the fuck is it that was like from the, from <laughs> England? There was a rapper that, that, that got exposed for being British. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who it was. Someone got exposed for being British uh, a couple of years ago. And it was the funniest shit ever because it was like, wait, what? You like, but what about 21 Savage? <laughs> Mortal Kombat trailer? 21 Savage, baby. That's hilarious. Oh, man. You want to talk about exposure? Like, <laughs> that's fucking great. That's great. Of all the, of all the, of all the things to, un- to get unveiled, you know. How not American are you? You're a fucking red coat. Can't believe it. Dude, I just got bummer news. Mm-hmm. The monetization on my Bastion video got disabled because I played that Huey Lewis hip to fuck bees song on stream. I, I know, you were right. Um, but it's hip to fuck bees. You didn't mute it? <laughs> no, I played it on my phone. Well... Because Paige didn't believe that it was hip to fuck bees. Well, if you if you trim that segment out, it'll it'll reactivate. But it's a bit. It's a whole bit. Yeah, I'm not cutting that out. That's value. Well, then that's what it that's what it is. Oh man. Oh well. Hey, how about that Tony Hawk? Damn you, Huey Lewis. What about the news? Um, what a, uh, 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 fucking, fucking Tony Hawk is just one of the absolute, just most ridiculous cases of this is so awesome. This did game is s- out. There is nothing we can do. Did you see, um, God, let me see if I can find it. Did you see the Gigaboots video he took? No. Okay. So there's a guy I follow on, uh, Twitter who did a stream of the game and then uploaded it. Here it is. Found it. And then uploaded it to YouTube. 
and then took a video. I'm going to send it to you. Took a video of him uh, fucking scrolling through his email. Once yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the thing, right? For those who, who don't know, you can just stream it, and whoever catches you live will it will will enjoy the stream. But the moment you stop it, the VOD is fucked, and then well, the YouTube video is fucked, and the whole thing is fucked. So the only way to enjoy that is to catch it immediately live, and then the rest of it is worth nothing. Yeah. Or... Oh. You mute this godlike soundtrack and replace it yeah, with something so, else, which is offensive to me. I saw of uh, I saw I think it was Buttons put up a video of him practicing to get ten million points, and he had the music turned off. And that game with the music turned off is like legitimately creepy. It, it's a, it's unsettling. It just it feels fucking wrong. It feels wrong. Um, but we'll see. Uh, anyway. Chet Hayes, we talk about Chet Hayes at length in Thousand Year Door. So please enjoy. All right. All right, podcast over.